Cause everywhere we go, people wanna know who we are. So we tell them, this is the mighty, the mighty sports podcast. Cause everywhere we go, people wanna know. This is the Mighty, the Mighty Sports Podcast. Hey, yo, good! Just me and you today. Evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Yo, my glasses is filthy as fuck. It's another Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We're coming at you live from the studio in West Palm Beach, Florida. It is officially... November 3rd. Actually, Veterans Day is next week. I was a whole week ahead. I just realized something as I'm saying November 3rd. I am a whole week ahead. I really thought this was Veterans This was Veterans Weekend. It will explain also why I was thinking something else. Right, we got a big show for you guys today. Don't you get a twist? We got a big show for you guys today. This is officially Volume 9, Episode 14. Track 560 of the My T-Sports Podcast. Listen, we got a big show. When I say we got a big show, we got a big, big, really big show for you guys today. It's officially Friday. You know what that means. You know what that means. We're going to talk about the hot topics, right? We're going to talk about the topics that get you shaking in the club. We're going to talk about the topics that's going to have you popping bottles in the club. <laughs> if you guys know what I mean by popping bottles in the club, and, 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 if this is your first time here, cheers to you. We're going to drink, we're going to smoke, we're going to have a good time, and get yourself a beer, Get pour yourself a drink, roll your joint, pack a bowl, get your spliff, your fanta, your graba, whatever be, go ahead and put it on the table, whatever you into, let's go ahead and get into the podcast, if you know anybody that had a birthday, Yesterday and today, we do birthday shout-outs at the beginning of every single show. So you go ahead and you start adding them. You start tagging them. You start putting them in here. And what we going to do in just a few minutes, we going to give them a little birthday shout-out. But before we do that, let me give you a little show rundown. We going to talk about possibly, 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 is Bill Belichick trash. We going to give you guys a Bluetooth promo code. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Birthday people. Get me taking over my show so early. But you see them already on the tickler down there. You already see them on the tickler. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I'm hitting with like that. Ooh, baby. I think I love you from head to toe. Right, we always keep a game on in the background. So we got the Knicks and Milwaukee game. We'll be back and forth. Right now, New York is losing 53 to 43 to the to the Knicks. I may be lagging. I could have sworn halftime happened already. So I also thought I saw that a fan hit a half-court shot to win 10K. I thought I saw all that. Right? So we're going to see what happens. He wins 2K. You can win yourself a free order of Bluetooth. We're going to talk about the NFL in Germany. We got Clippers versus Lakers. We got Lakers versus Clippers in the Battle of L.A. That just passed. I told you this was TGI Friday. Today is also national. Today is also national. Today is also national. National National Sandwich Day? <laughs> Maybe not, right? We got Hardem in the system. We got V-Dub ahead of schedule. T-G-I-F. I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's Friday. 
right? We got Monday Night Jets. We have all that and more coming up next on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what we say here on the show? Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, they are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. It's always a blast on the Mighty Sports Podcast. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Mighty Sports. Woo! 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 Makes the blood boil. Hope you guys are ready for today's show. As, as, as you know, we're coming back to you on another lovely Friday. I normally, right now, so I know some of you may be wondering, like, yo, where's the Instagram joint at? Yo, how come I can't see you? Actually, you know what? Nah, I'm tripping. I can go live on IG. I just can't share. I got banned on IG. In case you guys is wondering. Right, I got my, I got my, I found myself in a predicament of a 24-hour band. It's because of one of our topics we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, <laughs> it's because of one of our topics we're gonna talk. It's probably, <coughs> it's probably gonna be our third topic of the day, right? And that, and and that involves the battle for LA that we saw the other day. I made a nice little comment on a LeBron James play, and apparently. Apparently, it was not taken too lightly by the bronze sexuals. Their panties got into a bunch. They must have went to the beach early because it sounded like they it sounded like they had sand in their vagina. So we gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about them. We gonna talk about it all coming up next. Ooh yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling macho manish. Right, but but I, but I am feeling I am feeling kind of malnourished today. Excuse me. Excuse me. I ain't gonna lie. I was gonna try to see if I could get the show topic on the Instagram feed, but it's doing its own thing right now, and I don't feel like fucking with it. Let's, you know, let me open it up. Let's see what it says. Let's see what it tells me when we open this bitch up. Let's continue drinking. Mm. 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 Yeah. So, before we even get started, started, right? One of the things going on right now is the... Right? Because not just for the Knicks in Milwaukee. It's also... It's the inaugural day of the in-season tournament for the NBA. You got a, you got a bunch of games on today. And we're going to try to get into it. We're going we gonna, to we gonna touch base on them, on them all. Right? So, part of the reason why I'm bringing that up, right? Is because I'm looking at the game, right? And as I'm peeking at the game... I can't help but notice that the Milwaukee Bucks happen to be in some wit. Mm, damn. Shit. That's right. I can't post. It's a good thing I can't post. I shouldn't be posting on this person's uh, anybody's um, pictures that ain't my girls. Which listen, man. Uh, she's on thin ice right now. I ain't gonna like listen. She don't know she's on thin ice. She on thin ice right now. Ooh, look at the Bulls joint. Ooh, that's tough. I like that. Damien Lillard goes down. But that's tough. Like, fuck that. Let's see if we can go live, right? 
Let's see. I want to see if we can go live, if we can get this thing on. Hey, yo. My, my Negro. Copy. I need to see if I can go live because if we can go live. Like, I may not be able to share it, but fuck it. If I can go live, like, y'all niggas is in trouble. But you know I'm going to do it. You know I'm going to do it. If I can go live on Instagram and get the behind the scenes cam with Instagram going. I don't care about if I can't share it or not. There we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Because I can't I can't share this podcast. I'm not going to be able to share this podcast on Instagram. Because, right, the bronze sexuals, as I was mentioning earlier, right, they came after me after I made a comment on one on about one of LeBron James's play. Apparently, they don't know how to take a compliment. Apparently, a, com- a compliment has to be rose-colored filled. It has to be filled with the... Like, you understand, if it farts, it has to be filled with the most incense glittered rainbow fart-scented shit that you could ever have. We're talking about the kind of farts that you expect Barbie to have before you realize that Barbie... Whatever. Barbie farts. That's what they want you. They want you to compliment in Barbie farts. But we ain't gonna talk about these little suckers right now. We ain't gonna talk about these pendejos. Uh, We're gonna leave them alone today until their time comes because their time will come. I'm banned for 24 hours, but you can't stop this love crazy train from rolling, baby. Ooh, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know why I'm in my macho mode, but I am telling you, I am feeling it. Like, and I was wearing this shirt today because I, I really thought Veterans Day was tomorrow. I'm a whole week ahead of this shit. I'm a whole week ahead of this shit. Mm. 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 I really am. Yeah. Hold on, let's see. We got the comments coming in already. Mm. We got the comments coming in already. The community is popping. They're, they're loud. You guys are with me. Get your drinks ready. Hey, get, get, yo, get your drinks ready. Get your joints ready. Pack your bowls. Get your drinks up. We got to get it started, right? Hey, yo, DJ Mighty, do me a favor. Let's go ahead and drop that birthday beat so we get these birthday shout-outs out the way so that we can go ahead and start this podcast today. Hit me. I said, hit me. Ow! I'm so sexy, I can touch myself. Woo! I know you like that. Because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, what we like to do here is we give a little birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday since the last time that we was on the air. Last time we was happy to be on air, happy to be on hump day, which is on Wednesday, because we air three times a week live, every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday, from 8.07-ish to about 11.07-ish. Today, our ish started us at 8.47, but you know what we said? I already told you, regardless of the time, regardless of the weather, which happens to be a very, 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 very lovely 72 degrees today. It's always a blast on the Mighty Sports Podcast. This is why. This is why. So if you know anybody had a birthday yesterday or today, it's time for us to get a birthday shout out, right? Everybody had a birthday yesterday or today. You, so if you ain't add them yet, you ain't tag them yet, they may have missed out. But if you get them in here, if you hear this and you get them in here, I'll come back. I'll double back. I'll circle around the block. I'll go around the block backwards. You know what I mean? I'll give them a nice little sunny disposition and give them another birthday shout out. I'm telling you, I need to stop watching URL Live before I come on these podcasts. Because if you ain't get that, I ain't gonna lie. 
If you didn't get that reference, you made us be too young. And this is not me taking shots at your age. I just realized I made a, I made a very aged reference. Throw these birthday shout outs. So we got birthdays for the second, right? One guy, I have, a, I have like three birthday shout outs for the second for yesterday. Only one birthday shout out for today. So for today, somebody stands alone. For that first birthday shout, I want to give a birthday shout out to my homegirl, Lisa Labido. La, Labira. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's feminine tense all day. Labira. Want to say happy birthday to her. Yo, I met, I met, I met, I met Lisa through one of my, one of my best friends, Crystal. Lovely young lady, lovely. When I say lovely, oh lord, lovely, right? Personality, bubbly, party wise, everything. Like just lovely. Cooking was immaculate. Tasting wine was good too. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like real proper. Like I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I'm talking about like a decade, easy, right? Also want to say happy birthday to my homeboy Johnny West. Johnny West. It's been a minute since I seen Johnny West. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's still in the area. He may have moved south, but he was the number two cook at Sharky's where we're at every single Monday. No disrespect, D. Like you say, you know, it's, it's a personal preference. Some people think he's number one. Some people think he's number two. To me, I think he got the number two headband. But it's still, it's, that's still mad love and respect all day long. Also want to say happy birthday to one of my homegirls, Jo, 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 Joanna Abrida. This bowl is damn near cashed. Let's make sure I get it all. You know what I mean? But nothing goes to waste here. Nothing goes to waste. Right, so I want to say happy birthday to also my homegirl, Joanna Abrida. Tell your mom happy birthday. I hope her client is still doing well, right? And, and I hope you're doing well as, you know, I hope you're doing well too, right? And then we got the birthday shout-out for today, right? We got the birthday shout-out for today. And that's to my homeboy. Uh, that's to a homeboy of mine, my Sean Boone. I want to say his name is Sean Taylor. What's your wife's maiden name, Taylor? Was that what it was? I can't remember exactly what it was. I want to say happy birthday to Sean Boone. Sean Boone happened to be an um, individual that worked at the... At the Department of the um of Defense, what what, what is it? It's a DOD building? Yeah, Department of Defense, the um the um the Defense Finance and Account Services building up in Indiana, and met met him while working there, right? Like super, I don't, I, I don't know if humble, hospitable is the word I'm looking for. Super hospitable cat invited me into his home, right? Where <laughs> very quickly, like um his spouse and I. Formed the spades bond and whooped his ass. <laughs> but he is a blow, but yo, he is he is fucking awesome though. Listen, I took some ass whoopers there too, right? But it had like you'll talk about you going over their house and playing dominoes and spades and all kinds of shit till like three o'clock in the morning. Like this is early, this is early in the morning days, super early in the morning. Days. Appreciate you. You never know. Like, see, it's it's moments like that, right? Where people are that hospitable to you. That helps form you into the kind of person that your nature generally ends up being. 
right? Now some people are just leeches, and and when people are hospitable them like that, they only fight, they only see it as a way to take advantage of them. And then there's people that when you see something like that, you just can't help but 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 give that out and you give that out as well. You know, they say each one reach one teach one, and sometimes you just gotta you gotta reach out with your best face, and that will help teach somebody on how to interact humanly with other individuals. So to get them all in a room, I want to say happy birthday to Lisa and to Johnny and to Joanna and to Sean. I want to wish you all a happy birthday. I hope you party hard because this is Friday. You have the whole weekend to do this, motherfucker. So I hope you enjoy everything. You party hard. You regret nothing. But more importantly, while you're out there, don't forget to flex on these hoes and continue to stay mighty. It's halftime. The New York Knicks are down 56 to 46 at the half. Mm. Like, I think I'm lagging here. Let's we're going to switch over to Miami Heat versus the Washington Wizards for a little bit. Let's go ahead and check that out. While we check that out, let's get into our first topic. There's no special topics today. No hot topics. No mighty topics today. We just got a topic for you guys today. So, so, so... Let's get into our first topic of the day. Victor Victor Bams on Mamas. Yo, why am I seeing the Panthers and the Red Wings? And how do I even know that's the Red Wings? This is some bull. That's not what I'm looking for. Alright, let's see what is it too early for that game? What time is it? Let's see what's going on with Chicago and Brooklyn. This will give me an idea if I just, if they just give me the wrong feed for that game. Or see these games I have to watch with other yeah they gave me the wrong feed for that game. Yo, look at this Washington, <coughs> Chicago. See again, I'm resorting to the Chicago. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am definitely gonna try to catch all of these games today because more than anything else. I want to see these courts. I'm not going like, like, like NGL, NGL, NGL. I want to see these courts. These courts are amazing because also when you're seeing it, you're like, yo, <coughs> if you do, and and I see what the NBA did here because if you don't know what's going on, you're watching this game play and you're like, hey, yo, what is this? What's going on? And what it is is an alternative court, but it looks like some international ish. It, it honestly looks like they're playing on an international court. So you're going to pause for a minute. You're going to check this out, see who's actually playing, and realize, oh, no, this is this is some other course they're playing on. And if you don't know what's going on today, you're going you're gonna to stay long enough to hear and inquire. And NBA is winning because I'm already, I'm already sold. I'm already sold, and I don't give a shit about the game game. These courts got me. And Victor, Victor Bams on your mama may be the real deal. Whew. <laughs> Victor Bams on your mama may truly and fully be the real deal. We watched them. NBA invited you to their broadcast. I'm a little busy right now, NBA. NBA was trying to invite me to the talk on their shit. You gotta catch me on you gotta catch me tomorrow, NBA, or Tuesday on Thursday. When I'm not paying attention to my phone enough. My bad, my bad. I, I I mean, if you want to collab, we can collab. Like, we can hit you with the col with the collab. 
Let's see. Let's see. Invite to join. Who's suggesting? Let me see who they suggest me to invite to join. Victor, Victor, V Dub. Cause I'm, I, I haven't figured out how to let his name roll off the tongue. Wobin Mom, Wobin Mayu. I gotta, I gotta see his name written down. I didn't, it'll, it'll work for me. But until I can see it written down enough times, I'm not gonna get his name right. So, but V Dub, Victor Dub, Victor Wambi, Wobin Mabu, Wobin Mama, Wobin Mama. I don't know. I'm, I'm really like. I am already ready to believe that he may be the real as a center. As a Hall of Famer, I don't know yet. As the next face of this league, I don't know yet. Next Shaq, the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the next Patrick Ewan, the next Kim Olajuwon, I do not know yet. Is he the next center? Is he the next one of all of those guys just as a center? Yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Now, granted, granted, while it wasn't to this extent, early on you thought you saw the same thing in Christoph Porzingis. Now, even as the Boston Celtics improved to a 4-0 record the other night with Christoph Porzingis starting in their lineup, Christoph Porzingis' talent has never been challenged. It's his health. It's his stability. He has the... He has the Zion stigma. The Kawhi stigma. The Anthony Davis stigma. He has to manage his load. Pause. And if he doesn't manage his load, then you can't guarantee that he's going to be there when you need him. And I ain't going to lie to you. There's a part of me that is truly under the impression that these guys like Christoph Porzingis, and, and maybe and maybe I'm thinking about these guys when they're lower draft picks. Maybe maybe the higher draft pick guys have always had this kind of leeway, right? This this unending unending leash to fail, right? He was drafted so high. Look at his look at his dynamics. Right, so a guy like Christoph Porzingis, we find in this league a lot longer than I think we should. A guy like Kawhi Leonard, sometimes I feel like we have this, we have him in the league longer than I think we should. Paul George, I think that we have him in this league longer than I think he should because if these guys can't play more than seventy-five percent of the games, why you have him here? I don't care. If you can't play seventy-five percent of the games, you don't belong on an athletic team. It's not for you. If you can't man up to say I could play more than 75% of these games, and should be honestly 80. But that's probably why they have it right at 65. That's 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 just about 80% of these games. If you can't manage that on a consistent basis, then what 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 worth do you have to me? You're you're useless to me. Every single one of them I've mentioned, I don't care. If you can't play in 75% of the games, you are useless. And honestly, it should be 80. You're useless to your team. Because missing 25% of the season generally means you're missing key portions of the season. Even when your team needs a key run to for pole position or when they need you in the playoffs. Whether it's playoffs or whether it's playoffs or the pole, you're failing your team. 
and not just your team. Damn me. <laughs> Sometimes I do things. And I think and I don't realize that I do them. But you don't just fail your team. You also have, you have failed this city. You fail your city. Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma City and Golden State. So a couple things, alright, I'm gonna start mentioning them. That I'm noticing from these courts. The paint area is a trophy. I like that. And I would like that in every I would like that on every court, to be honest with you. Draymond Green trying to get himself a technical. And in the middle of the court, right, underneath the backdrop of of the team logo is also a championship trophy. So this is so this is very much so how you know the end season tournament is there. You see, well, not the championship trophy, a trophy. So the paint looks like the championship trophy, and the and the middle right when you do the jump ball or is just kind of a trophy. Maybe the trophy that you're probably gonna receive, but it's a trophy. And then obviously every single court is different. Like right now for Oklahoma City. They have a very heavy light blue court with a dark blue strip going along the middle. Writing in white. Um, the OKC logo in orange. Now, for some reason, right, why this has its own appeal, this doesn't quite pop like the Chicago Bulls did what? Like the Chicago Bulls court did. That may be the winner. Milwaukee had a had a ridiculously blue court too, but that could be paying homage to the lakes. That's that 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 surround them. If I'm not mistaken, Milwaukee got lakes surrounding them, and Victor Wabemayu has greatness surrounding him. All right, not just his aura alone, right? Where you see that there's this need and there's this want to be great. That there's this desire to, and you hear him talk about this desire to be one of the greatest. You already heard him talk that he wants to be the first rookie to make it to an All-Star, to get voted to the All-Star game. I know a lot of guys say, they, they hint towards that. Oh, well, I'd like to make the All-Star team. Like, nah, he was like, I want to be the first. And I ain't going to lie to you. LeBron's rookie year? Everybody thought him and Camilla could have made it the first year. And that would have been dope as fuck. But the NBA and sports at times, they like to control the narrative, believe this or not. And they don't want to set the precedence in certain areas. And they don't think they were ready to, to let those two guys, or to let a rookie be in the All-Star game. But if there was any rookie worth it over the last 20 years... It was Camilla Anthony and LeBron James. Like, like, full facts. Think about this. Victor Wabinmayu, whatever his fucking name is. Actually, when was LeBron James drafted? I think it's 2003. LBJ draft. <clears throat> yeah. And then, 
think Kobe's draft is 97, right? 96. And next one I'm going to do is MJ's draft. And just to show you what's happened here, right? And and they and they deserve their respect for this, right? LeBron James and Camilla Anthony. Because it shows you how each one of them held it down and then the other one just, you know, the reason why he was the number one pick. I, I would have been wrong. I would have been wrong for taking Camilla. I would have been wrong if I was Cle if I was the Cleveland franchise and organization for taking Camilla Anthony with the number one pick. I would have been wrong. <clears throat> but not more wrong than the Detroit Pistons <laughs> general manager not taking Camilla Anthony with the number two pick. Darko fucking military. Like, there are some names, right, in sports that certain individuals can't stand to hear without it triggering some kind of regurgitation factor or a lip curl or a, or just an automatic wave of disgust. Darko Milicek is that name for me. Tom Brady, Reggie Miller, other names of it for me. But Darko Milicek, I think, sits number one of players I absolutely hate. And I'm gonna tell you this. I've realized that my hatred for Darko Milicic, I just realized I had this hatred for him. I, I'm, we're, we're coming to a Jesus moment right now here together. We're sharing, this is live. This, this, is, this is true emotions, true, and, and, and true acknowledgement, true enlightenment, and, 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 and I realized I really do hate Darko Milicic for being drafted number two. Because of how big of a Camilla Anthony fan that I was, and I am still to this day, I completely despise Darko Milicic for being drafted number two. I don't, my hatred should probably lean towards the Detroit Pistons organization, but mm, I'll rather aim it towards Darko Milicic. I don't know what kind of witchcraft. I don't know what kind of selling of the soul that you did to get to make Detroit Pistons think that you were the next great thing for them to draft. But you know what I mean? That should be mad at Detroit. This is when you think you're too smart for yourself. You're too, eh, let's go ahead and get this guy. Damn. Y'all were better off getting ball ball. <laughs> I just realized I'm not gonna have any chill will today. Like chill will is fully working today. This is his. This is this is fully his work time. We may get KJ today. We'll see how that works. We may get KJ today. We'll see how that works. Think I'm gonna do that for that cushion too. May not be the same. But back on track. Victor Victor Wambi, right? V Dub, as I'm just gonna call him, right? Hear me talking about V Dub. V Dub is in the early stages is proven to be something commendable. And let's just look how I, when I, when I was getting. I was like, look how long that it's really taken us to find. And and I know, huh, I think I'm tripping. I'm forgetting somebody. I'm forgetting. Yeah, I was tripping. I was tripping. Because I'm forgetting Steph. 
Steph Curry's draft. But, see, I can't put Steph Curry in there. Like, Steph Curry is the star that we stumbled on in 2009. Right? Now let's, let me make sure I put him in order. Because he came after LeBron James. And then, I guess if you want to say there's Jokic, there's Giannis. But again, I feel like they're stumbled upon, stumbled upon. Do you consider Kobe stumbled upon? Because if, if Kobe's considered stump nah, Jerry West thought he had the best worker that he had seen. He just couldn't pick. He just he just couldn't draft a young guy like that. Charlotte, they had their trepidations because they were no no was it Charlotte? Who had a high draft pick that year? I forgot who had that high the number one pick that year. And they were just cautious of, of picking of picking a Kobe Bryant or a high school kid. It was still unprecedented back then. Still super unprecedented back then. Okay, let's get back to this next game. But actually, before we get there, let's see if there's any other game that we can catch on. Because <clears throat> the way I was looking at it, right? We had MJ, 84, that draft. After MJ, it took us till 96 to find the next face of the NBA. The next... Great guy, the, the, the next guy that is going to win those multiple championships. You know what we're talking about. We're talking about the next person that's going to win three, four, five, six championships. Because that's what that guy does. Then we got Tim Duncan. Can't leave him out as well. So it was MJ, Tim Duncan, Kobe. Then we got LeBron. And then it, got LeBron, and then it took us till 2003 to get LeBron James. Oh, that's seven years. <clears throat> okay. Not that bad at the time. He's, he's the rookie, comes up. Then it took us six years to get Stephen Curry. As it currently stands right now, the next group of guys kind of sitting at the ready. And I say they're in the ready because they already won their championships. It's Giannis and Jokic. Let's pull up that draft. Right, I'm trying to see right, and what I'm doing, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a time log, in a very weird way. I'm doing a time log, cause I'm trying to see how often are we getting these generational talents, right? <laughs> in a weird ass way, but how often are we, how often are we getting the next face of the NBA, really? How when is the next? And maybe this is why I was very. I was very specific with talking about Michael Jordan, then LeBron James, and now Victor. Because we're also talking about when is the last time when the number one over what should have been the number one overall pick or the number one overall pick, right? Like Jordan got got fell to three. We know that's you know that's that's crap. All right. <laughs> so when is the guys that's that's being that sh that was talked in to be the number one overall pick, and when they get drafted, and when they get drafted that high, and they come in with the hype because it's also the hype in the gravy train, the hype the hype train before Victor is Zion, and when Zion plays like he's doing now, like he did last year, 
right? When he had his team in first place, I'm almost almost at the middle of the season. Do I have New Orleans numbers down here somewhere? Did I write them down for anything? New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. Because if I'm not mistaken, they only have one loss so far this season. Let me see. Let me see here. Nope, I haven't. Because there's a bunch of teams I had to write them down. I had to write down their information for. I was not. Let me see. Miami, Dallas, Portland, Memphis, Washington, Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn, OKC. No, 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 no. New Orleans. Only time I wrote down New Orleans today happened when I was talking about the Saints. Alright. Facts. He said, I gotta double check myself. So I'm, I'm looking at these generational guys, right? So before 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 Victor, we're talking about Zion. Alright? But as good as Zion is, Zion has already become an iffy guy for us. Right? Wait, Zion Williamson draft. <laughs> I forgot. I'm very specifically looking for these guys' draft here. So, wait. Who else am I missing? Who else am I missing? Who else I said I wanted to bring in here? See? <sighs> Jokic ain't one of those high ones. But I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going to put in here just so I can have him to talk about for reference. Because he wasn't one of these top, he wasn't one of these top, these top draft picks. He wasn't one of those guys that was talked about coming out of the draft that he could possibly be. Oh, wait. 2014 draft. Okay. Uh, damn, wait, he's been in the league nine years? I thought he was in like seven years. So he came the year after Giannis and... Okay, now we have Victor. So I'm looking at some of, these, some of the former champions and some of the, and some of the first overall picks. Because I'm, as I'm looking at Victor, Victor early on, he's showing us that, yeah, I could be that man. I could be that dude. But... He also shows us glimpses of being the next face of the league. Should I put Tatum in? Tatum, see, I have a hard time with Tatum. I don't know why. I have a hard time with Tatum. If I put Tatum in here, I got to put Luka in here. Okay, let's look at Tatum. Because, <clears throat> folks... And, and, and granted, as you can see, I'm not mentioning any. Everybody I'm mentioning, right, is either a champion or we expect to be a champion. And Luca, who I still think should have been the first overall pick of his draft, but he didn't get drafted first overall because he wasn't because he wasn't black. 2018. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Luca drafted before Zion. So, these, and granted, I know there's probably a couple of more generational names that popped up in between Mike, right, and Kobe. But, 
because I can't report, I can't fully remember them all. And, and, and I know some of them. We know who some of the people lost lost to Mike, who lost to Kobe. Some of the, you know, the Harold Miners, the Tracy McGrady's, the the the, the Michael Finleys, right? Like, we we know some of the names that were constantly being compared to Michael Jordan, or could, could be the next Michael Jordan as they came out, but. We all knew that that really wasn't the case. Most of these guys were just reaching. So, face of the league, Mike. Next face of the league after that, Kobe. Next face of the league, uh, and he shared that. Let's let's make sure. Like, I always gotta make sure I, sh- I, I I put it in it. Kobe shared that with Tim Duncan, but Kobe was more of the face of the league. Like if we're talking about warriors of a kingdom, right? Kobe's the flashy warrior that all the girls love. That 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 is that everybody knows about is more that is the most popular. Tim Duncan is the guy that has just as many accolades, keeps his head down, not flashy, and all the Warriors respect. They all know about him too, but they all also respect. <clears throat> so we have Tim Duncan and we have Kobe. Then we get LeBron James, right? Next up, face of the league, right? Not, not he wasn't the first overall pick. He fell all the way down to seventh, but he emerges and and and, be, and and becomes one. And Stephen Curry also becomes the greatest shooter of all time. After Stephen Curry in two thousand and nineteen, I'm sorry, two thousand and nine, the next person we get is Giannis Antetokounmpo in two thousand and thirteen. Again, not not. The guy that has all the pressure of him of being the next face from the moment he's drafted, and that's part of the, and that's part of the difference I'm talking about here, of why I I went from MJ to Kobe, and I think Kobe had that. See, Kobe didn't even had that pressure when he was drafted. It just quickly came because he won early. Oh, he was a, because he a, he won early and he was a Laker. He just put up those buckets, right? And his style, and he, and when we're searching for the next Michael Jordan, he was fully the next. We can say you can see it. New York Knicks have made this a six-point game with four minutes left to go in the third, sixty-eight to sixty-two. Offensive rebound by Milwaukee. They get a second chance at a three-point shot, and they make that. I think that's Crowder. I call him. If that's Crowder, that's one of Kenneth Fareed's sons. Dreadhead hustle guys, just so funny. That's what I've. That's what basically officially what I've made my two K person into. Some dreadhead hustle guy. So our next guy is Giannis, but Giannis doesn't have the scrutiny or the pressure of being the first overall pick. He's basically a prospect with the was he the ninth pick? What was he drafted? Was he? Walking uh, uh, come on, just give me the easy information. Doesn't say. Easily. Let's see. Drafted Okay, he was drafted in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn is what I'm saying. In Brooklyn, not by Brooklyn. In. <laughs> Alright, I might as well just click the Wikipedia. Let this. Let this do its job. Do my job for me. Uh, he no, he wasn't drafted ninth. Fifteenth. He was drafted fifteenth. Who was the first overall pick that year? Anthony. God damn. Yo, miss, 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 miss. CJ McCullum, miss. Steve Adams, miss, miss. Giannis, 
<laughs> Who would have thought? Damn, they missed out on that draft so bad. Because if you're redoing that, you're probably taking Giannis number one and then CJ McCollum number two. Rudy Gobert probably ends up being a top five pick. Damn. That one was tough. Neurosins Noel. Neurosins. Neurosins. Damn it. I'm looking at his name right now. Neurosins. <laughs> Chuhu, where you at? <laughs> I'm looking at the name and I still couldn't say it right. Neurosins. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is this is this is why this is this is why this is why I'm, I'm like people are taking shots at me on social media all day long. This this is why it's moments like this. So let me continue on my thought process, right? So we let me see. We go from Steph, no pressure, Giannis, no pressure, Jokic, he's a second round pick, no pressure. Right, because and I'm bringing up Giannis because Giannis is gonna be one of the, is one of the is well after LeBron departs he's gonna be one, in next in line to one, be one of the faces of the league, but he wasn't deemed that coming into the draft, and that's what I'm getting at here. So he didn't he don't have that pressure from him from day one. He has time to fail quietly, discreetly, while everybody just kind of. Fawns over how much better he's getting from year to year and talk about his greatness or potential greatness. We get Luca. Now, Luca should have been one. I don't know somebody that dominates the way that Luca did that should not have been one. I know it was overseas, but if you're talking about the way he dominated, the way he dominated overseas, if that was a college player, you're drafted in number one. I, like, or if he was an American player that went over to that league and dominated like that, and that's why I say he he only got drafted low because he wasn't black. Because if, if let's say you know the NFL has they has all their little rules and restrictions, and he, and one of their American black high prospects, right, that has some kind of issue, so he probably would have fell, goes overseas, dominates for one year the way Luca dominated that league, that league, that league. When he becomes eligible the next year, or two years, because Luca dominated that league for three years. Luca was dominating that league since he was there. What was it? I want to make sure I say this right, because I feel like because I want to say he was dominating that league when he was fifteen, but it could be when he was sixteen and he got drafted at nineteen. He was dominating that league for three years. So if one of our American athletic knuckleheads went over there. Cause you know he would he only been a knucklehead if he went over there because he he would have been he would have had all this shit together to get drafted high, right? <laughs> Big accusation and assumption, but I'm assuming it's correct on 85 percent of these people, athletes that go overseas. <laughs> um, if he dominates over there for one year, for three years, one year much less three years, when he makes himself draft eligible, he's he's the number one pick. If he's doing what Luca did. But because Luca is white and a European and overseas and you niggas ain't have enough time to look at him, then you undervalued him greatly. I'm telling you, somebody needs to start finding out how San Antonio and Denver and Toronto, right, have certain players ranked. 
internationally. Start finding them out, what their international prospects are looking like. And give those guys the more respect <laughs> that you're giving them. Because Jokic should not be a second round pick. Well, let me let me not let me not let me not do Luka Doncic should have been a first round pick. I mean you shit Zion Williamson. So after LeBron James, the next guy to be drafted and get that moniker put on him to possibly be the next face of the league is is, is fat ass Zion Williamson. Luka, Luka Doncic is a fat ass too, but he wasn't he didn't have that title put on him when he when as soon as he got drafted. So he has that pressure. And now we're talking about two years later, sorry, four years later, we have now Victor Wabemayu. 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 Now having that same pressure. So, you, in one sense, I need I need you to understand this, that Zion Williamson has officially been put on notice. It's either nut up or shut up. It's, it's fully nut up or shut up time. If you can't stay healthy to come into what the NBA was trying to market you as as the next phenom and 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 next great thing, next freakish athlete of the league, come see this. It's our sir. Come see. Our, come check out our flying man, our flying wrecking ball in the NBA circus. Let me stop. <laughs> But if you can't make yourself out to be that, we have American-born Zion Williamson. We have no problem giving up to Victor Wabemayu. Because since the days of Akeem Olajuwon and Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowitzki, we see you get behind the right guy. You can get him sold. Tim Duncan, Jokic, Giannis. Now and now this because you understand Zion, they don't need you to sell the game. And I'm gonna tell you, and, 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 and let me let me understand this. They do need some players to sell the game. They don't need you. Right now they still need LeBron. They still need Stephen Curry, and they do need a slew of young guys. They got John Moran, even though there's a parade inside of his city. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but they do have the young guys that they need. They have Anthony Edwards. They have John Morant. They have Trey Young still, but there's a guy who's trying to make the face. They got they got Jason Tatum who's trying to make the face, the next the next phenom. And that was you. And if you can't do that, you're not gonna hurt their American sales. Their American sales are gonna be straight. If they don't have you, they got no problem pivoting over to Victor, because when you package Victor in France, right, and then you and then you couple him with, damn it. I'm gonna be really shitty not knowing where Luca. I think Luca's German. No. But you couple it with Victor, right? And his region. So I'm gonna get around all that shit. Right? Luca and his region. Jokic and his region. And then you and, and you also add Giannis with Greece and Africa. 
And you got Toronto hiring every other African player. Like 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 Toronto has basically cornered the market on the African on, on the African player. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, like they don't even worry about going European. We're like, fuck, it, we we just gonna go to Africa, right? <laughs> we just we, we like basically we just we just gonna start pulling up all these African, all these all these NBA, all, all these African basketball league um guys. So as we're watching Victor the other night, right? This is twice. In a very short time frame, that he has beaten Kevin Durant and the loaded, loaded Suns. Remember, the Phoenix Suns. Even though all these guys haven't played yet, while when they played them, I don't care. They had they had one game. They had Kevin Durant. That should be enough. The other game they had Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. That should be enough. If you guys need Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, that's to beat a rookie in Victor Wabimayu, you have already lost this year's NBA championship. <laughs> because you won't get past LeBron if y'all face him in the first round. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is going to be okay. It's gonna be an epic failure for you. I don't know who's gonna guard us. You know what? I don't know who's gonna guard us. Sounds a lot like. Yeah, we good in the West. That's what that sound. It. It's giving off that same exact energy. Oh, you're welcome, Sean. I don't know if you're still watching. You are very, very motherfucking welcome. Thank you. Let's go to your hospitality. <laughs> you're very welcome, brother. <clears throat> so, because the Phoenix Suns right now, what, what is their record? They're two and they're two and three. Yeah, they're two and three. Ironically, the San Antonio Spurs are three and two. Two of those losses Phoenix have taken to San Antonio. So, and vice versa, two of the wins that Phoenix has, I mean, San Antonio has against the Suns. And what? I'm telling you, the NBA is awesome. People talk, <laughs> people talk about the NFL, and I don't know which way to go, because I'm, I'm going to lose one train of thought, right? So let me see if I can write this down and see if I remember. Because I think I already forgot what I, the original thing I was going to say. But if Victor Wamba is already beating these guys, right? Just think of the oh, here we go. the boost of confidence that it will give you as a young rookie that you that believes in themselves, really believes I could be dominant in this league. And I go up against Kevin Durant, one of my idols, one of the guys I'm looking at, I'm watching his game. You know what I mean? I'm standing next to Kevin Durant, and he looked and he looked small to me the way small forwards look used to look small to Kevin Durant because he used to lie about his height being six foot nine when he was actually seven foot. So when a six foot eight guy used to sit to stand beside Kevin Durant, like, yo, how the fuck are you this much taller than me? So when Kevin Durant at seven foot is standing next to a seven foot four guy, you're like, why they got a little man on Kevin? I mean on Victor. 
Like, oh, that's Kev. Damn. Like, you understand? That, that, that Victor is the first person to be able to see the top of Kevin Durant's head. He gets a 4K view of that nappy world. I'm wrong for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My, my bad. I, I should have, you know, you know what happened. I'm, I'm my bad. My bad. <laughs> Who gonna guard us? That's, you see, I thought Book was more experienced than that because you saw John Morant say something similar to that and it just didn't work out well for them. Don't let Malika or these motherfucking journalists smile at you with their pretty face and, 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 and their gonorrhea lip gloss, right? <laughs> I don't know why I gave Sexy Red a unnecessary plug. <laughs> but when they're looking at you with their period, with their period lip gloss, right? I know way too much about this broad and what she does. How? How is this fucking possible? Huh? And Bronx Spice, I swear, I know way too much about these two young ladies for somebody that has never sought out their music. Well, maybe I did for Bronx Spice. I did for Bronx Spice. I did seek out her music. I mean, she's from New York. What can I do? I can't, I can't help myself. But... I know way too much about them. What's going on, V? How you doing? For a young Victor, that's that has to be that has to be ultimate boost of confidence to get two early wins against one of the guys you consider your idol. It has to. It has to. It has to really give you that early jolt to be like, yo, I belong in this league. I, I think I, I can really put down. Now, granted, let's see what happens game around game 50. He has this kind of spring and bounce back. You have to remember, though, on Wednesday, I think we watched the game while we, while we had the podcast. He, the San Antonio Spurs were down by damn near 20. I mean, we didn't watch. Maybe it happened the day before. But the Spurs were, dan were down by damn near 20. <laughs> Excuse me. Then... They came back all the way to go into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Did they go into overtime that game and come back and win the game? If they didn't go into overtime, then they came out to basically it was a last-minute play where Kevin Durant had the inbound and they stripped the ball from Kevin. They stripped the ball from Kevin Durant and they put and they get themselves a, um, a layup with contact to put um, to put themselves up by one. But before that, during that stretch, you had Victor coming up with a, with a key offensive rebound and, and and getting a and getting a put back dunk. You had Victor putting up a. Um, putting up a um, a mid range fadeaway in the in the in the closing moments, you you had Victor having key offensive and defensive plays to be able to help their team close out that lead. Even though he wasn't involved in the shot that closed out the game, he was involved in the defense that helped solidify that game because he played the inbound. He played the inbound on that last play. He came over and played help defense on, on Kevin Durant's last shot. 
and now we get him, and, and then you, and then you, and after that they turn around. Devin Booker's back now, after having that close loss to this rookie. Devin Booker comes back, and you have to imagine, right, that if you're, you have to imagine that if you're Phoenix Suns, you have to, you're saying to yourself, we want to win this game. We don't want to lose twice to these guys, especially early. We don't want to fall to two and three. We, we lost to these guys in, in, in the late. We kind of feel like it was robbed. I shouldn't have gone to overtime. These guys are rookies. We need to go ahead and make a statement. And the statement that you make is that you lose 132 to 121. You get beat worse than you got beat the first time. This ain't good. It really makes me wonder about the San Antonio Spurs. And I think that was was that the only game after that was the only game I think that was on yesterday, or the only game of significance I was on I was on yesterday. Is that game. And all I'm seeing from Victor, and all I'm hearing from Victor is, is, the, is the right things. Because as I was saying before, like he's surrounded by greatness. He has a great coach. Right? He's in a he has a great environment to fail. Because he's in San Antonio. So his fan base, that fan base, is not toxic like the New York Knicks fan base. That if he starts off three and two, they're gonna wonder why they're not five and oh. Right? <laughs> like they'll find something to just scrutinize him for. Or They'll be like, oh, I can't get excited because that a guy that frame, you just know he's going to get injured. So why am I going to get excited when I know he's just going to get injured? How do you know that? Until you, you like, know what I mean? Like, you can't enjoy it until, like, see? Yeah, I, I couldn't get this because now we're, now we're in position to get New Yorkers. New Yorkers. <clears throat> so he's in a great fan base where they're going to appreciate him and they're going to nourish him and they're going to coddle him. Because also, they know that he's in good hands. You gonna get some all-state commercials too, probably. Then also, he has great vets for the organization. And David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So he has great guys to fall back on. On to fall back on to knowledge of the game to learn about your mistakes learn what you could do better at but also mentally how to get over how to get over some of these mental obstacles that you're going to run throughout the league that you're going to run through being in the in the NBA in your rookie season or for a full season you already heard he don't have to go get his food he got listen he said before he had to go get he had to do everything himself now listen he, um, he, if he needs something he got five people that, that goes that goes out and does it for him that is very relieving So he comes out in the second game and he drops 38. We got that game. I got all these. There we go. Yeah, we have that game right here. So Victor Wamabani drops 38 points. Let's, let's pull up this full box score. So Victor has 38 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, two turnovers. Three fouls plus minus twenty one. That is, if I'm not mistaken, let me see if we, did we did we take a screenshot of this. But if I'm not mistaken, that is 
amongst the top five all-time Spurs rookie performances. 38 points. This 38 double-double is also one of the top rookie performances ever in your first five games in the league. If I heard correctly, somebody say, what we just saw Victor do, it took LeBron James 65 games to finally accomplish. Now, granted, now, granted, because I don't make when I hear stuff like this blindly, LeBron James also was a seven-foot-fucking-four. Like I used to say about about the people when they said, well, LeBron James, the people think I'm seeing LeBron James, I didn't see Kobe. Kobe was in... Kobe was in... Two was in six eight two hundred and was it? I, mean, I think he gave it to me like two thirty five two forty. I think Melo was two thirty five. He was two forty. With two percent body fat and given the opportunity to play forty six minutes a game since the moment he was drafted. The same. There's there's little nuances everywhere. See, and this is why I hate when people say it because it's not hate. There's nuance that you have to point out because not all things are equal. And and, and you have to find a way to, to find that common ground because if not, then you're judging them unequally. This is why I always try to find common denominators to try to judge people by. Coaches, players, whomsoever it may be. <laughs> Setting you guys up, you already know it. Because <laughs> while Victor... Is great is going to be great. Like I said, he has he has this triple double. He has, I'm sorry, this, he puts up this this double double against against the San, the Phoenix Suns. And listen, he, the boss is balling out here. He dropped thirty eight. This is Victor is the only player on his team to put up more than twenty points. Just to let you guys know this. While you have Kevin Durant over here with 28, and you got Devin Booker over here with 31, and a slew of people with double-digit points. They didn't come out, they didn't come at him with their full fury, but they had Durant, they had Nurkic, they had Allen, they had Booker, they had Gordon, they had Godwin. Sorry, Godwin isn't, isn't the same thing as it means in football. Scratch Godwin from the, Godwin from the record. He isn't a, he isn't a determining factor in this. <laughs> Sorry, Godwin. Nothing personal. But you just haven't gotten there quite yet. This is not a shot at you. I don't even know who you are, to be As you will never know who I am either. Unless this is somehow miraculously gets to you. And if and if we start beefing, I hope it's I hope it's in just so we can both benefit from this. <laughs> Cause it wouldn't make sense. It really wouldn't make sense coming up tonight if you got Dallas versus Denver. I'm going to talk about this. When do I have this? At the end of the, at the, end of the show. Fuck. Because I really want to talk about this in-season games. Because, you know what? I mean, I could even... The schedule on Wednesday is a whole lot better schedule than today. And I know that they grouped players and, and they grouped teams and maybe and, and it could be that this doesn't fall in a group. But you understand that on Monday we had Cleveland and New York, Brooklyn and Miami, Indy versus Boston. But we had Memphis and Utah. And I just had to bring it up because Memphis happens to lose five straight games. 
Uh, I don't know what kind of parade they're going to have in that city. We had also Sacramento and Golden State. These are the games that we had on Wednesday. While today we get Cleveland and Indy. Golden State, OKC. I guess that's okay. That's not a bad game anymore. I, this is me discredit, um, not giving OKC enough credit. But we get BK Chicago. Washington. Yeah, that's not bad either. Memphis. Actually, you know what? I guess he got scooped now. That, you know what? I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> take that all back. I didn't fully dissect those those teams. But I was, maybe I was kind of excited by what was on Wednesday. Wednesday was kind of excited. I was like, you can't play. You're not a jello pudding. <laughs> One of the things that happened on Monday was the battle for L.A. On Wednesday was the battle for L.A. Where the L.A. Lakers took on the Los Angeles Lakers. And very ironically, over the last couple of years, since this is whole Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers and LeBron James with the Lakers thing has started. The Clippers have gotten the better of the Lakers in a lot of these matchups. Believe it or not. The Clippers have gotten the better of the Lakers in a lot of these matchups. And that trend would continue the other, on the other night. As the Lakers would lose this matchup. Wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. I thought they had losses originally. But not the, not the clip on um, the Lakers continue. But the Lakers would, would would make sure that they take they take a hold of of this rivalry, right? I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting like a motherfucker. <laughs> right? And they take a hold of this rivalry. They they wanted to break the Lakers. I mean the Clippers. Little run that they've had as as, the, as they've had their number over the last couple of years, they wanted to make sure that they get back on track because this is LeBron James we talked about, and we know that he don't like losing. Now the Lakers would end up winning this game one twenty five one thirty in overtime, and this game is the reason why I got banned for twenty four hours on social media on, on Instagram. So I'm we we won't be sharing this on Instagram, but we all recording live, right? And I don't even know if it's if it's, if it's visible. Right, because of that, right? <laughs> but you know what happens, right? I'm gonna tell you this. This is why you don't you don't um argue with people on social media. Cause even if you even if you think you're just going back and forth in jest, right? About a topic. People just get too sensitive and they, and they end up reporting you. And they and they reported me. And the thing about it, like at least look at what they reported me for. Like, God. Well, you can't just be like, hey, yo, you got reported, so we're going we gonna to ban you for 24 hours. Like, yo, yo can I get my say? Can I, can, I, can I tell you my side of the story? Like, like these niggas was being stupid. Like, <laughs> so, this, this game, it's not that this game, it wasn't even so much about the game, right? There was a play in which, uh, there's an interaction that happened during this game. I think some of you may have seen it. Some of you may not. I need to open that one back up. <clears throat> some of you may not have seen it. But at some point in time, like on a couple of plays, right? A couple on back-to-back. I think on three straight plays. Russell Westbrook is cooking the Lakers defenders. Like I said, this is a close game. It goes into overtime. 
but he's cooking the Lakers defenders. And he's taking them to the hole, taking them to the hole, taking them to the hole. And they're trying, right? You see Austin Reeves trying. You see Ruchi Achimara trying. You see, you see, um, 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 Cameron? He used to play for the Knicks. Shit. Forgetting his name. Cameron? Cam something? I think it's Cameron. But, um, the guy that used to play for the Knicks, you see him, and... And he's trying his best. He he just got called up, right? Because somebody had an injury. Maybe Rui even play. I think I think Rui was is injured in the last. Well, um, had an illness or something injured in the last minute, so he ended up having to be called up. It's not Cameron. Richards something. Nah, damn it, it's right there. Cam Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. There we go. <laughs> so. Reddish comes along. Let me see where KJ's at. Let me just text him. The door's open. And, I, and the reason I just remember about KJ because I wanted to save this topic until he had pulled up in here. Uh, and maybe I push it off. But one play had happened. Right? So, so... And... It's all starts off this one play. A big, a big old topic. This ends up being a massive topic on social media. I end up spending a lot of days responding back to a lot of idiots because I was basically just, just trolling them and reeling them in one by one by one by one. Because what happens is that LeBron James starts barking at his players. Hey, yo, guard this dude. All he's doing is like, he's like, yo, we're going to him. You're just taking off. Like, oh, guard him. He's doing it. He's just taking off. Right? So basically, LeBron James, like long story short, LeBron James is balking. Yo, guard your man's. Like, like, stop having him take off on you, right? Russ goes and scores, and one gets to the line, whatever. He goes, yo, keep talking shit. I'm gonna keep busting their ass, right? So LeBron is like, you know what? Fuck this. Let me show you niggas how this is done. I'm gonna guard him. Steps up to the challenge. Basically, calls him out. Like, yo. I'm going to guard you. I bet you can't do that shit on me. I, we got the same athleticism. Let me see you do that shit on me, my dog. Which, if we know from the Oklahoma City series, this is also the same kind of strategy that they took to beat Oklahoma City. On the explosive Russell Westbrook, you put LeBron James on. On the less explosive, methodical James Harden, you put um, you put Dwayne Wade on. Kevin Durant was handled by Chris Bosh, and you got yourself your 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 um, uh, your, your first championship on a young, easy team of the of uh, easy young Oklahoma City. Easy pickings. Like, you had enough athletes to match up with them. And LeBron James is the major athlete. Like, people will talk, you understand? So, the play comes along, right? And LeBron, and, and, and Russell Westbrook takes him to the lane. LeBron James has, had, knows this because he's been guarding him ever since he won his first championship. Blocks him at the rim. I respond. 6'8", 250. Versus 63190. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not quite sure how the bronze sexuals took this. <laughs> right? Apparently, 
And I'm assuming it was Bron Sexuals because I can't see me offending Lakers fans. 68250 versus 63190. That's what you're supposed to do. See, I come from an era where you don't allow guards to get into the lane. You don't give them the old lay. You either foul them, right? You either contest a shot or it's a hard foul. Well, you put them on their ass or you send them to the line. But you also constantly make them regret. What, what, what I expect is help, help defense from the weak side. I expect Anthony Davis to come over. Even on a scumbag shot, I expect LeBron James to come over. If he understood the play so much. And I'm curious about this. The thing that the things that LeBron James was saying, how come Anthony Davis wasn't saying? This was supposed to be his team. How come he ain't the one calling out the fact that calling out his team and saying, yo, y'all need to guard that man? And then when they can't manage him, how come he ain't the one stepping up to guard him? Or to make sure that his next shot is blocked. So I'm not gonna forget that one. I wrote something down. Is that water? That may be water damage. Shit. One of that's I think that's water damage. brown stains on my ceiling but I know this was I don't know this was freshly painted right. it's gonna be a concern because we can't have water dripping on equipment oh, wait, there's too many electronics back here all right let's get <laughs> let me continue let me continue where was I where were where were we well, let me see if I could jog the memory. That's right. Forgot about you guys. No, I'm joking. So, I'm now being attacked on social media. Attacked is a strong word. But I'm being attacked on social media. Right? They, 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 they comment on everything I'm saying what I'm saying and they start saying like yo like you are the biggest hater and welcome to hate TV right like like, like yo um I hope your I hope your weak ass podcast flops yo, no, yo yo they have words hold on let me let me let me I think I got some of them in here and this shit was this shit was hilarious to me um what they say what they say what they say save all that for your um for your weak podcast hater uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, well, granted, it was people that said he played harder than he did in the finals, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. It was, so, it was so much other shit. I guess I didn't save them all. I guess I didn't take more, more screenshots than I thought I did. Why well, got more of all of my responses than I do their responses? Eh, don't matter. <clears throat> Gotta turn that a little bit more. I don't mean to come off camera like that. So, 
I'm getting I'm getting all kinds of responses. Like, you, you go you go find somewhere activity Instagram somewhere. You find that shit. So I'm over here and I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck I said wrong, right? But I know what but I know what they're getting at. Right? I fully understand what they're getting at. And I and I and I quickly understand that they I quickly realize that they've misunderstood me. I don't don't give a fuck that they misunderstood me. But I know that I can keep playing along with this for a while and just keep aggravating them. I thought it got to the point where I was like, so you guys haven't realized that I was complimenting him. Because that's what I expect you to do. If you're LeBron James, you're playing against, you're playing against, you're playing against Russell Westbrook, right? And he drives to the lane. If you lock in and you're the LeBron that you're supposed to be, you're supposed to get to that. You're the center that you're supposed to be. You're supposed to get to that. The rim protector, shot blocker, whoever you are in your role that you're supposed to be, you're supposed to get to that. Then people start saying, oh, but he, LeBron James is 38. Russell Westbrook is 34 with two knee surgeries. I don't understand what, I don't understand what you're saying here. You're making it sound like LeBron James is 58. Or you're making it sound like 38 is the same 38 that it was when you when you grew up watching the NBA. No. When Clyde Drexler was 38 or, or when Clyde Drexler was 34, he on the court looking like he's 52. Is it the same league? Is it the same league when Michael Jack when Michael Jordan came back and played at 38? When Michael Jordan actually came and played at 38 for all you LeBron, all you bronze sexuals that was coming at me when Le, when Michael Jordan, well, I don't even think he played in these 38. I, I think he had to skip that year. But when Michael Jordan was playing in his latter years, basically his Washington, his Washington Wizards years, you know why nobody judges him for that? You know why it's not the same thing? I hear people that's like, oh, what were you judging LeBron? What were you, like I think I heard Gilbert Levine say, oh. Same expectations that you had for Michael Jordan that you you, you should have for you should have for LeBron. Nah, nah, because Michael Jordan wasn't still trying to run a ring. Michael Jordan wasn't still trying to chase greatness when he went to Washington. His his career was solidified. He came back for the fuck of it. He came back because he was bored. He came back because he needed more gambling money. He didn't. He he ain't come back because he still needed to win rings so that he can try to jump up the scale or up the list of all-time greats. Most people that you talk to has MJ as the GOAT. And b believe it or not, what LeBron James is doing is that he knows that he still hasn't passed MJ, so he's still chasing him. Because he hasn't passed Kobe, he's still chasing him. When MJ came back and played for Washington, he wasn't chasing anybody. He was Gucci in his shoes. He was solidified in his spot. I can drink, beat my meat, come play a game, and y'all niggas was love me. I'm good here. I'm doing, I did this as a business move. Let me go ahead and sell some tickets, bring some eyes onto the Washington Wizards so I could buy myself a percentage of this. So I can position myself to be an owner in here one day, and then next thing you know, I'm selling the I'm selling the Charlotte Bobcats or the Charlotte Hornets for for three billion dollars. <laughs> Power moves, like you see the things y'all ain't understand. LeBron James still needs to play and still needs to win rings, because y'all can't y'all haven't solidified his greatness argument. He's great, but he's not greater than the people y'all keep trying to put him ahead of. He's this generation's GOAT. 
And for those that don't like to accept that, that is the honor. Because the fuck this nigga say? This was you in Germany. Oh. <laughs> um, because everybody that we that we bring up was technically the goat of their era, and if you talk to the right individuals from that era that know that that has that individual as their goat. You can't convince them that, the, that your goat is greater than their goat more times than not. It has to be definitively. Usually one of the things that helps with that is how many rings they won while being the man. And, you, and, and some people have to understand sometimes that each era, everything was kind of different. Certain eras, you only needed one superstar, maybe two. Other eras, you needed two superstars. This era, you need three superstars. There was a time that you needed three superstars because LeBron James made sure that everything was loaded in his, in his favor. Let me stop. Y'all got me derailing. So in a time when I was actually praising LeBron James for doing his job, for doing what six foot... A 250 pound power forward should do. The bronze sexuals and few Lakers fans of the world took this as hate, took this as a jab. And I'm like, I don't know what, what more praise do you want? Because I'm saying that's what you're supposed to do. Is that not what he's supposed to do? When you have similar athleticism to um to the person at your garden, and you're bigger than them by four inches, and you outweigh them by sixty pounds, should that not happen? Oh, KJ ain't gonna make it. Flight delayed. Dead battery. Gotcha, Pepe. Be safe. When seven foot one Shaq was being guarded by or being approached to the rim by six foot seven guys. That only weighed 240 pounds. Did we not expect Shaq to send their shit flying? When Kevin Garnett at seven foot one, or when Patrick Ewan at seven feet was being challenged. At the rim by some six eight guy, are you not expecting him to send that? Sh this is the same dynamics. I don't understand here, and I'm giving you four inch differences, and he got a five inch difference on 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 Russell Westbrook. Oh, he's thirty eight. Russell Westbrook is thirty four. That's not a big of an age difference. Unless you still think this is 1922. Unless you still think this is 1992. Unless you still think this is 2002. We know motherfuckers ain't aging the same way. Look at your grandma. Now look at your grandma's ma. They ain't age the same. <laughs> like, look at you. If you're in your mid-30s, 40s. 
You remember your elders in their 30s and 40s? Or, or the before them 30s? Look at them, some of them pictures. Nah, them niggas was old as fuck. Better health, better teeth, better skincare. Come on now, better eating. Stop it. The same, the same evolutionary process that we give man for taking care of ourselves over the last hundred years is the same thing that you also, you also have to recognize in athletes. So, for whatever you have of LeBron James being 38, Russell Westbrook is 34, and he's had two knee surgeries. So while it is incredible for LeBron James to do what he's still doing at 38 and his weight still, it's still incredible for Russell Westbrook to be able to do what he does with two knees. I've been saying this for years. Oh, how much we for Most athletes... We never stop talking about their injuries. I've said this for I said this years ago. Most athletes, we never stop talking about their injuries. Their injuries damn near define them the rest of their career. You realize Russell Westbrook, we never talk about his injuries. All we do is scrutinize that nigga. People like he people forgot that Beverly that that pat that sorry rat Beverly took out his goddamn knees. And then try to do it a second time. We forget that that, that 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 Russell Westbrook had two, not one, but two knee surgeries. And has come back like nothing has happened. Him and him and Derrick Rose were damn near drafted at the same time. All we do is talk about Derrick Rose's injuries. Zion Williamson, all we do is talk about his injuries. Christoph Porzingis, all we do is talk about his injuries. Anthony Davis, all we do is talk about his injuries to give an excuse on why he ain't great. Russell Westbrook, injuries never mentioned. Because he has made he has played so well, he's made you forgotten that he was even injured to begin with. But the greatness that you want to hold LeBron James. LeBron James is 38. How is he supposed to get here? Well, well, the same way I expect, the same way I don't expect a 34-year-old with two knee injuries to be able to blow past a 23-year-old on his team. I don't expect... How I... How I... How I don't expect... <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Duke's passing by. Don't y'all worry about how I, how I don't expect. What are we doing here? How I don't expect. How I don't expect a six foot eight, twenty two year old. How I don't expect him to blow past a six foot eight, twenty two year old on his team in Cam Reddish. I don't expect him to blow by Reeves and constantly score. You understand? You won't give Russell Westbrook the credit by doing that at thirty four with two knee surgeries, but you want to give. But but you want to hyper credit the fact that a six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pound guy blocked a six foot three, one hundred and ninety pound, thirty four year old with two knee surgeries at the rim. See how you want to use all the all of the all of these little ancillary details to make what I was actually crediting as a play that should happen. Because of your size and advantage. Man, he's he's 250 pounds. He ain't supposed to get there. Man, he's six foot eight. He ain't supposed to get there. This ain't this ain't 2002. And if this was 2002, who have you forgotten what six foot eight guys are now? Rudy Gay, that's who they are. At six foot eight. Camilla Anthony, that's who they are. Not Cam Cam Reddish? 
Cam Reddish, that's who they are at six foot eight. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, that's who these guys are now. These guys now at six foot eight can keep up with guards at a regular basis. Ben Simmons. When you hear six foot eight, six foot nine, six foot ten, these aren't the sloths of the past. These aren't Robert Tractor Trailer. This ain't Anthony Mason. This ain't Big Baby Davis. This ain't Charles Barkley. This ain't Karl Malone. Where you know for a fact that your six foot eight guy on your on your team can't keep up with any of your guards. No, 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 no. This is a new era in NBA. You have to fully evolve with your thought processes. What you happen is that you guys are only going part way, and you're not even going part way. You're only going enough of a way to apply it to help benefit one person. And that's LeBron James. I don't have it loaded. You guys are lucky. <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. This is so bananas to me. I gave the man credit for doing what you should do. Because it was not just LeBron James, anybody. But then again, the weirdo, the weirdo beardo argument that started coming, right? After the six foot eight thing didn't matter. After 250 pounds didn't matter. Now I ain't gonna lie, the 250 pounds is a little is a little bit more incredible because most of the two, most guys aren't even 250 pounds in the league anymore. Like at 250 pounds, my um LeBron James and I'm lowballing this may be one of the ten heaviest players in the league. But LeBron James, from the moment he has he has been in the league, has always been at least 240. And always had about two percent body fat, and we know how he keeps how he keeps how he keeps in shape of his body. So that's the reason why I know that he has similar athleticism. So I don't care about the two fifty. All I know is that he shares similar athleticism to Russell Westbrook, and he always has his whole career. This is the expectation I have of LeBron James, and I'm sorry. Like if I judge you based off your, based off your expectations, and I and I don't. Go overboard or underboard based off what your expectation should be. And yo, these games are, are killing me. I'm gonna need another one. Mm, 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 mm. So, here I am. Just letting him know. Like, listen, you guys haven't realized yet, I'm basically giving him credit. But again, they're focused on six foot eight. Okay. I gave you enough I gave you enough quick footed six foot eight people. They focus on the two fifty pounds. It's comparable to his athleticism. I'm sorry. <laughs> you meet him at the rim. That's part of it. You have body over him. 190, 250. He should not he should not be putting up layups over you. He's 38 years old, okay? The guy that you're comparing him to is 190. He's 34, and he's had two knee surgeries. If you can't keep up with that, then maybe you're the problem. So it shows me that everybody else in the Lakers is a problem beside LeBron James because the fact that hit their whole team can't keep up with, with old-ass Russell Westbrook anymore. That's a problem. 
And that may be and that may be a light and that may be a problem for real for real. Because forget about Russ, because Russ is the bottom of your problems when it comes to that. Uh, damn it. Like he he is the bottom of your problems when it comes to that. There are other guys a little bit more efficient at the, at the stage of their career than he is without the knee surgeries. What else? What else? What else did we come across? I don't, I'm not quite sure. They, they just wanted me to give him more credit than that was deserved. Oh, then they said, and then somebody had the nerve to say, "Well, if it was the other way around, I bet you'd be." I'll bet you, uh, I'll, I'll bet you be all over Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I would. Because if a six foot three, one hundred and ninety pound guy blocks a six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pound guy, that is a more incredible feat than the six foot eight, two fifty guy blocking the one ninety guy. And I, and I asked them, let's put this in words. If Nate, when Nate Robinson blocked Yao Ming, was that more impressive? Or what he blocked or dunked on Yao Ming is that more impressive or was it more impressive when Yao Ming dunked or blocked on Nate Robinson that's what we have here now granted that's the, the top of the scale of the bottom but that's what we have here we have a big man blocking a little guy and it should um, oh, we have a little guy challenging a big man at the rim and it shouldn't happen big man took care of business that's what you should do you should send his shit flying especially after you guys were talking shit and you stepped up to the challenge you shouldn't send his shit flying. Then they went to, oh, you're wild thinking that he should be blocking him every time. Who said that he should be blocking him every time? We witnessed a specific scenario that happened. And in that scenario, that's what should happen. You should be, you should send his shit flying if you're gonna step up and challenge him. If you're if you're yapping shit back to, back and forth, you should you should finish it off. One of you need to finish it off. And LeBron James is the one with the physical advantage. So the onus is on you to impose your will. Actually, you don't want to start talking this shit. And you have the physical advantage. So the bigger, stronger guy was talking shit to the little guy, and, and, and then he did what he should do. When, he, when the little guy challenges you, you send him on his way. Apparently, I was wrong for that. For thinking that LeBron James... Should not be blocked. I'm, 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 I'm wrong for expecting LeBron James to block Russell Westbrook. I'm wrong for expecting a six foot eight, two hundred and fifty, thirty eight year old guy to block a one hundred to to block a six foot three, um, one hundred and ninety, thirty four year old with two knee surgeries. I'm sorry for thinking that. Wow, I'm wild. I'm not the hater here. Actually, I'm not gonna. Like I said, I'm not the one being biased here. You guys are. Like you guys are so bronze sexuals, you can't see past the fact that you are overhyping this. When Victor Wibbenmayu blocks LeBron James, you know what I'm gonna say? That's what you should do. You have all of the you have all of the advantages to be able to. Except for weight. But with your height, your length. Right, your, your reach and athleticism, yeah, he should be able to block. Now, granted, I don't know how strong he is, though. So depending on the scenario, LeBron James may be able to muscle past that arm, pass through that hand. That's something different. But you should be able to, to be block LeBron James. And if you don't, and LeBron James muscles through you, I'm going to be like, yo, LeBron James. It's a 
bad motherfucking play. Like if Russell Westbrook had dunked on Russell Westbrook, I'd be like, yo, Russ, that's a bad motherfucking play. Because we know how elite LeBron James, when it comes, comes to at the rim and chase downs when he's locked in. Now the fact that you don't that you don't expect LeBron James to do that on every single play lets me know that you no longer believe that LeBron James is the kind of LeBron James that, that affects winning all the goddamn time, like I've been telling you. Because there was a time where LeBron James would do that on every single play when he was in Miami. Part of the time when he was in Cleveland. That was routine for LeBron. So the fact that you don't expect him to be able to make that on every single play lets me know that on this Lakers squad, you just don't believe LeBron James is as great as he used to be and doesn't affect winning at the scale that he used to. And that's what I've been trying to tell you guys. Is that he's kind of falling off. Now, him falling off is still a great falling off place, but he doesn't affect winning at the rate that he used to. And that's what I'm keep trying to really tell you. And you guys aren't hearing it. You guys aren't here like, oh, you don't think LeBron James is great? Who's leading scoring the league? What that has to do with affecting winning right now? Because LeBron James ain't doing that chase down on Russell Westbrook. Again, see? The old LeBron James wouldn't need to have to bark at teammates to be able to stop Russell Westbrook. The old LeBron James is, is providing weak side help automatically and get into that ball. He's 38, you know, he can't even do that anymore. I know he's 38. And that's generally when your age starts to catch up, you start to fall out your prime. See? You're saying what I'm saying, you just don't, you're just trying to use different words. See, you want to use his age... Right to highlight all of his plays, but also, but not realize that his age is also the, is also one of the factors into why he is no longer winning championships at the clip that he's supposed to. But remember, he has to win championships at the rate that he needs to. He's still chasing Michael Jordan in his Washington Wizard stage, his Washington Bullet stages. He didn't need to chase anymore. He was solidified. He was solid. He was good. So in this battle for LA, the Lakers end up winning this one 125 to 130. Still kind of wonder when is this going to be Anthony Davis's team? Because for you to pay Anthony Davis the way that you, the way that Giannis is paid, you know I think Anthony Davis got his payment first. But for Giannis and Anthony Davis to be paid equally right now is a complete robbery because. Anthony Davis doesn't give you consistent gameplay. We saw Anthony Davis in, in the playoffs. It was one good, one bad, one good, one bad, one good, one bad. And that ultimately was the formula that led to them getting swept by the champions. By, by the two-time MVP, Nikolai Jokic. Anthony Davis ain't never been a two-time MVP. Anthony Davis has never been an MVP of this league. Was MVP... Was... was, was, was did he win the most Fugazi Finals MVP ever? Was Anthony Davis the Finals MVP that year? I can't remember. I don't think he was. I don't think he would have robbed LeBron James yet. Hmm. I feel for you, Lakers. I really do. I, I know we ain't been here two hours already. There's no way we've been here two hours already. Damn, we've been here two hours already. We've really gone two topics in. Are my timers not working? <laughs> oh man You know what We're just gonna let this ride We're just gonna let this ride We're just gonna have to let this ride Where do I wanna go with this So 
on top of Lakers and the Lakers playing the Clippers the other night and beating them in LA. You had a bunch of good matchups the other night. You had Cleveland take on New York, and that was they also were in a similar scenario where they it was their second game of a back to back. I think Brooklyn Miami had this. No, Brooklyn played recently in the in the preseason. Um, and New York, we was here live on air when New York lost that game, ninety five to eighty nine, after beating after beating the breaks off of Cleveland, two games prior, two days prior to that, um, Brooklyn beat Miami um, one hundred and nine to one oh five. Indiana will lose horrifically to Boston if they got blown out one fifty five to one oh four as Boston improves to four and zero. will Indy will fall to a record of fifty of of two and two. Memphis Grizzlies are having no kind of parade in their city whatsoever anytime soon if they're going to continue playing the way that they are playing with a record of 0-5. They lost to the Utah Jazz. There's a part of me wants to pause here, but I'm like, what for? I feel like anything you're going to say about Memphis was said last year. But last year... With or without John Moran, last year's team found a way to win. They've made some changes this year. A lot of changes this year. Remember, they got rid of Dylan Brooks. Um, who else did they get rid of? Was Dylan Brooks the only guy? Because <laughs> they kept um, Muscle Hamster, right? They kept him. They still got Jared Jackson. Steve Adams, I think, is still injured. Then they lose. They got Marcus Smart. They got Derrick Rose. And you would think Marcus Smart should very easily re replace what Dylan Brooks was for that team. And then you would assume that. Derrick Rose comes in there to be a nice veteran. But see, the thing about it is that the people that talk, and I've seen this too, everybody talking about, man, Derrick Rose can still play. Why did the Knicks get rid of him? Man, look at this guy. He, he can dunk and he's stopping himself from dunking. Where's his defense at? What's your team efficiency rating when he's on the court? What's your defense efficiency rating more than, more than anything when he's on the court? We all we we all know that Derrick Rose has spurts and he can give you some numbers, but is he going to play the defense that you need to play? If I'm gonna tell you as a Knicks fan, if Derrick Rose is a heavy part of your rotation and you're expecting him to be a determining factor in winning, you need a better option. He can't be a number two point guard. He can't be a backup point guard. He needs less minutes than your back. He he can be in there. But he needs less minutes than your backup point guard. He needs less minutes than your backup shooting guard. He needs to be the backup to those guys. If Derrick Rose is in your lineup, he needs to be like the ninth man in rotation. And I'm not saying that out of any kind of disrespect to Derrick Rose. He's just kind of fallen off. Like all great players with great attributes... They can always give you flashes of greatness. But can they consistently affect winning? That's the reason why they were drafted as high. 
It wasn't just because they looked flash or they had moments of this here, moments of this here. If they had moments of this here or moments of this here from the moment they were drafted, there would be prospects to the moment they were out the league. These guys were great at once. The greatest of the great at once. MVPs. When they fall off, they look like average Joes in this league at times. But average Joes don't affect winning on a consistent basis. They are role players. So now you have to start determining what kind of role player do you want your fallen from greatness great player to become or to be. I love Derrick Rose. Love Derrick Rose on the Knicks. Love what he did from a locker room standpoint. What move? Love what he did from a leadership standpoint. Love what he did for that first couple of years when he was able to play. But eventually, even guys like Emmanuel quickly were having a better wins over replacement than him. They were he he had a better efficiency rating than him. He was effective. He was affecting affecting winning more than Derrick Rose was. His defensive his his defensive efficiency was better. And then you're gonna say, well, of course there's efficiency. Derrick Rose is like 36 years old and he has two busted up knees. You mean like Russell Westbrook? Because Russell Westbrook, I think, is past his past his prime too. Believe it or not. He no longer really affects winning like that, but I also believe that Russell Westbrook is never going to be put in this position to affect winning the way that he needs to anymore. Russell Westbrook is a ball-dominant guard, and that's how he affects winning, by being ball-dominant, Like, and he has to put up those 10 for 31 games. Kind of like what Donovan Mitchell puts up now sometimes. Did Donovan Mitchell also have one of these, one of these James Harden kind of birth date kind of games? Well, you know, I mean, like 12 for 30, <laughs> 11 for 28, 10 for 22. I don't want to go down the same soliloquy again, but I love Derek. I really do, but if they're, if they're giving Derek Rose a big, if they're, if they have increased Derrick Rose's role to a point where you need him, I gotta see this. <laughs> to a point where you figure that you need him, you need productivity from him to win games, then you've already lost. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, it looks like that may have been the case five straight games. Jesus, they got blown out too, 133 to 109. Filthy, nasty, disgusting. I gotta find my games. <sighs> Sacramento and Golden State would put on another classic game as this has been over the last three years become one of the must see matchups of the league. Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, swipe or no swiping, Darren Fox versus Stephen Curry has become one of the marquee matchups. That when I see that they're playing, I kind of, I, if I can remember, I want to make sure I watch that game. If I missed it, I want to, as soon as I get the opportunity to, through the NBA app, I want to be able to watch the re-air. I 
I find it ironic, right? This whole the NFL NBA script. But let's talk about the NBA script, the NBA script, because when this first started, right? When I, let me see this. When the season schedule was first put out, and we got the Christmas Day games. Excuse me. A lot of New Yorkers, a lot of people's first reaction, especially New Yorkers, was wondering why are we getting Milwaukee? We have no beef with Milwaukee. There's no rivalry there. There's no beef there. Outside of just putting Giannis in the New York market, there's nothing there for us, right? It's just Giannis and Knicks. Even now, as the as one of the first games in the in-season tournament, we have Milwaukee Knicks. Two thoughts come to my mind. One thought kind of screams, what did the NBA know? What did the NBA know by put it by by having these matchups because there is nothing there. Did they know Damian Lillard was coming to Milwaukee? Or the other one that whispers to me, which is probably the more logical one. By putting Milwaukee and... When they put Milwaukee and New York for Christmas, did they know that there was nothing really there? So they're trying to manufacture some kind of Rivalry there if they can Because if we ever see Milwaukee's going to be in the second round Every time we see Milwaukee's going to be in the second round I shouldn't say every time Because if, if they're three and we're six There goes a, third, a first round matchup Yeah But um I'm assuming the Knicks are consistently going to be four or five But a six spot I can see also see as well and that fault, and that always leads you to Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly. But backtrack. Was the uh, has the uh, is the NBA trying to manufacture a rivalry with Milwaukee and New York by constantly trying to find ways to put them against each other in these marquee games for the NBA? Or did they are in the script that they already have it written that Damian Lillard was going to go to New York, I mean go to Milwaukee, and so we are gonna have to make sure that this is juicy when they get because I ain't gonna lie to you, with Damian Lillard here, I kind of want to see that matchup a little bit more now on Christmas Day with Damian Lillard here, I want to see this matchup for the first for the um for the first in season tournament um game. I'm intrigued. I'm locked in. Have my undivided attention. Let's go watch some sports. I am up for this. I am fully up for this. And you can be fully up for this too with Blue Chew. What's Blue Chew, you ask? I am glad you asked. Blue Chew just happens to be a little blue pill that can get you back your thrill. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. It has the same active ingredients as Viagra Cialis, so this is one opportunity you just can't miss. 
for a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss, and she will love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use my promo code of GSSX, you know what that sounds like. You can get your first order of blue chew for free, and then she'll all over the place. <laughs> what do you have to pay for us for shipping and handling? Listen, don't question it. Help your postal workers out. They out here, rain, sl snow, sleet, or hail, right? Trying to make sure, if you're in Florida, 852 degree sun, right? Trying to make sure that you can rise up to the challenge. So rise up to the challenge and make sure your postal workers are taken care of. And that way you can do the do with other style that you want. Whether we're talking missionary, doggy, jackhammer, froggy. Shout out to baby boy. Right, whatever style is there for you, Amazon style. Right, listen, it's, it's gonna be more discreet than an Amazon package. Don't even worry about that. It don't matter what your style is. Blue Chew is for you, whether you need it or you want it. Blue Chew is there for how you want to do it. Whatever you want to do it, Lionel Richie. Sorry, whatever you want to do it, Fifty Cents. We do it LL Cool J style. <laughs> you do it, and do it, and doing it well. Without the 21 questions, right? Or you want to do it all night long like Lionel Richie? Listen, Blue Chew is for you. Listen, you may not need it, but you was talking a little bit too much shit in them DMs, and you want to make sure that you do all the things that you said you was going to do in the DMs, and you Blue Chew it. Because with Blue Chew, there's only two things you have to worry about. You chew it, and then you do it. That's it. Next thing you know, She's outside your crib with a boombox. Tell my oh by my sorry, no no, my bad, my bad, my bad. I gotta update my references. My boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. Blue chew. Blue chew. You might as well put that voodoo on it. Let me stop. This chew it and do it. This chew it and do it. Oh man, how much time we got? I know we got. I know we coming up on our two hour mark pretty soon, and all that means is for our people listening to the Podbean app. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It, it all is, it means that we're gonna have to change you guys over. And what the Podbean app is used for is for our calling line, all right? So if you're ever looking to call into the podcast, there's only three ways to call into the show. That is through my phone. That, that is through my direct phone number. My phone is off right now. That is through Instagram. That's my behind the scenes camera Instagram. That's off as well too. All through the Podbean app. So today there's only one way for you guys to call into the show. I love when basketball season is here, and I'm not gonna lie to you. See, all those names that you heard me mention. These are the names of individuals that are going to have to carry this torch moving forward. And some of these guys I kind of left off. But I, I mentioned some of the main ones. Zion Williamson, that's one. We got Luka. We got Jason Tatum. We got Jokic. We got Giannis. We have, and I'm going to stop at Giannis, right? Wait, see, that was Zion, Luka, Tatum, Jokic, Giannis. One, two, three, four. Right, that's not to that's that's not even, and we still haven't put in Victor Anthony Edwards. Do I want to put in Trey Young? I don't know if I want to put in Trey Young in here. 
That's about seven individuals that we have right now. Seven. Once the Stephen Curry and once the LeBron James era is over with. And they'll have a couple more years, right? Before they're done. Right, that's just if, if it ended today, these are the seven individuals. But also, these are also the seven individuals during the next couple of years. We're gonna be looking like, yo, bro, you gotta put some you gotta put some rings on them on them fingers. Some of you guys you gotta add to that hardware. Giannis, we know you got that one, but we'll like to see you with two. Even though we know that one got a whole lot of weight to it. You could barely lift your hand up. Like you had to build yourself a special suit of armor just to handle that infinity ring. We're going to have to need you to add the second one to that gauntlet. Jokic. I know that you don't like to touch a basketball in the offseason, but we know you like parade. You're going to have to parade again, Pimpin. Now, granted, you don't care enough about your legacy to even have this matter. So, someone like Giannis, like, where it matters to him, he has to get this done, right? I guess, I guess for the people that don't care... Like, who cares if you don't care, right? If you don't care, we don't care about you, <laughs> really. So if Giannis keeps portraying that this means nothing to him, we won't care if he's successful or not. Like, yeah, you got your one, move the fuck on, we won't talk about you. If you really don't care. But for the guys that we can try to force to care, right, or scrutinize until they say they don't care, like Jason Tatum, <laughs> Zion Williamson, Luka Dockage, right? I mean, these guys, Victor, um, Wamabamu, Bubba, bubba. As long as those, those guys are here, then we then they're gonna be fine. And then you have to figure too, if LeBron James plays to year twenty five, which I believe is something that he wants to do because he wants to say that that he played to age twenty five, he played for a quarter of a century at a high level, and 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 that's gonna be used to try to help his goat talk. Oh my God! None of those guys played for twenty-five years at that level. Well, until about two, the year of two thousand, every player that came into the league was smoking cigarettes and cigars, like it was Kool-Aid. Didn't care about their health. Didn't take care of their body. Like so, with newer technology and new information, I expect more of what we see now. I expect to see longer careers, but I really don't. I really don't. I still believe that there's, there's going to be a phenom, a phenom once every 10 years that can really, truly play to year 20 at a high level this is because there's still a lot. You guys understand? that <laughs> You basically ask them to put in a full 20-year military service and think of somebody that only, put, that only lasted seven. It's, it's hard as fuck to be able to last them 20. And for the fact that they that a lot of players are now finding these loopholes and in, in resting and everything else to be able to try to milk the system, I could have stayed in the military and milked the system if I wanted to for another six, five, for five, six years, seven, thirteen years. I could have, I could have. There are loopholes around it, but it just doesn't feel right. It feels dirty. And what happened is that people used to shame you for that. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they used to make you feel bad for 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 not being your best version of yourself. Now people just like, nah, sit back, take that money, fuck that. Like, act like you're doing it. And I guess, I mean, when you're talking about $185 million, sheesh. Like John Wall's contract. Like, John Wall has barely done a goddamn thing 
in that four-year contract, I don't think John was in the league anymore, but I don't think he done a goddamn thing in those four years. He had that contract. John Wall, I think, barely played 100 games in four years and collected like $200 million. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm surprised that the NBA hasn't tried to find a way to make sure that that doesn't happen more. Right, I'll try to find a way to cycle these guys out a little bit faster since the money has upped so ridiculously. Like, since the money's high, that's what you got to get. Uh, that's what you need to go through your evaluation process and recycle guys faster. I'm tired of holding on to, and I love Paul George. Right, so he's a family, he's a family friend, right? <laughs> but I'm tired of holding on to the Paul Georges, Kawhi Leonard's, right? The, I, I you understand because I'm at, and, and I say that because. A guy like Brandon Roy never got this opportunity. He didn't get held on to so he could load manage. He was told if you can't play 82 games, you're done. Fuck out of here. That's the way it used to be. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, let's hold on to Brandon Roy, and if we can get him for 50 games, it's better not it's better than nothing. Like, no. I'd rather have nothing than have him healthy for 50 games. And it'd be 20 games in the beginning of the season. No games in the middle when we need him. Bad playoff position. Maybe, maybe we see him in the first round. And then he gets injured again in the first round, and, and he can't do what he does for us because he has he hasn't built up the, the the stamina. His body doesn't have the stamina, right, to be able to last. Like that means something. Those are the guys that deserve to get paid. I don't understand holding on to these to, to these half useless players, to these to, to these two thirds players. I'm sick of it. Like all these, all these iffy guys. I don't understand. I feel like the league is built around iffy guys. At the, uh, and they, but they're making them matters. Iffy guys that matter. The guys that used to matter weren't iffy guys. I don't remember them being iffy guys back in the day. I really don't. I don't remember them being iffy guys. I think my next game should be over by now. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna peek in. Pretty sure they fucking lost. But since we're talking about losses, right? Let's go ahead and pick some wins and lose wins and winners and losers, right? Let's get into NFL Week Nine. <clears throat> We're basically in the midseason. I don't know if you guys realize this, right? But we are basically at the midway part for the NFL, right? We're right around season nine, season nine, episode <laughs> week nine. Jesus. You know said that game is done. Okay, so Washington beat Washington lost to Miami one fourteen to one twenty one. There's a part of me that's that's kind of curious to see what this Jordan Poole experience is gonna be like. We saw him get blocked by Christoph Porzingis the other day on a three point shot at that. So we have week nine. Let's let's get we'll, we'll we'll talk about the results from today in a, in a minute. Right, that's really what we have on today, right? Is that we just got basketball, 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 more basketball. Ten forty nine. You think Golden State, Oklahoma City is done? And if not, we know where we're going to. We're gonna go to Dallas, and we're gonna go to Dallas and Denver. We're gonna check out those two foreign phenoms. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is that? I forget his name. Akawamambi, <laughs> the guard, the short guard. 
But there's official review going on. I don't know what the review is, but there's 0.2 seconds left in the game. Golden State Warriors um, players are clapping, and I guess the point count, the, the, the score counted, or the bucket counted, whatever happened, because the score just changed from 139, 139 to 139, tied up, right, with 0.2 seconds left to go, to 141, 139. Golden State is now up with 0.2 seconds left to go. Um, no team has a timeout, it looks like. So if Oklahoma City is inbounding this ball, it looks like they're going to be um, sending this full court with 0.2 seconds left to go. I'm going to say this is a wrap. If I see something miraculous that happens, we I am going to end up losing my shit right here on the, on, the, on, the, on the podcast. And I don't know if we'll continue. He launches it. Goes up, they try to tip it, it's over. And the Golden State Warriors, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they now improve to five and one, which I'm kind of surprised about. I don't think this Chris Paul experiment is going to work. But look, but the way they have been celebrating, right, after every win lately, has been getting to me. Because yo, Stephen Curry ain't no spring chicken either. He like 34 too, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I gotta check his age too. Sure, he ain't young either. But he ain't old, old. These guys still, these, these guys still have a lot to give. Now, not all of these guys have the same to give anymore. But what we have is that we've extended the whole entire, we've extended the whole entire sports career. LeBron James and Tom Brady has extended our expectancy of the sports life. Especially for our top guys. Now, they've done it to a detriment, too. Because there's some top guys that, that don't deserve to be past year 14, 15, or 16. They really don't have it past year 12, for some of them. But because we've seen LeBron and Tom Brady do it, we think that they can. Now, I know there's a lot of things that we think some of these football players can. And I wonder if they can or cannot get some of these wins, right? We saw Tennessee. We saw Pittsburgh beat Tennessee as we predicted, Right? Because post-Hall of Fame quarterback career, Mike Tomlin, to me, has been better than Bill Belichick. He is a better coach than Bill Belichick. Post-Hall of Fame quarterback. Basically, in this rebuild process, I believe Mike Tomlin has been better. Now, last podcast, I, I was shown and was deemed wrong. Only because Bill Belichick has won one more game than Mike Tomlin did last year. This year isn't done yet, right? If we're talking about if we're talking about record, Mike Tomlin has the better record, right? So for the for the immediate year that each one of their right after their Hall of Fame quarterback, um, Bill Belichick won ten games and made it to the playoffs. Mike Tomlin won nine games and missed the playoffs. And now we'll see what happens in the next year. Or the years to follow. But so far in what is the second year, Mike Tomlin has a much better record right now than Bill Belichick. Now we'll see if he's able to make the playoffs and kind of put things back even. But I'm looking at it more than just the record, obviously. And I'm looking at it more than just playoff appearances. Because, like I said, at least um, so far if you look at records, they're, they're highly similar. I'm looking at how they connect to their players. How it looks like they truly are connecting with their players. How they are able to connect with the 
wave of new young talent coming in there or a wave of, of, of the current talent in the, in the NFL, there's always a rough disconnect with Bill Belichick and, today, and, and players. And if the only players that you can motivate, right, are two and three star players because they need you more than you need them, then, eh, never gonna get it. So until you get those four or five star, star guys, it's like, yo, you know you need me over here. Let's get this shit done. Until you start getting some of those guys and start getting a little bit more riskier, riskier, New England's gonna fall short. And like the New England fan base has been saying about Bill Belichick, he's a, he, um, he, he's gonna be considered a fraud. Right, he's gonna be considered a bigger cheating than, than um, a bigger cheating than Lance Armstrong. This this is the New England fan um, fan base. This is, this is my, these aren't my words. These are the words coming out of the New England fan fan base. This is how they feel about Bill Belichick. He's not good without Tom Brady. Fraud. Cheater. <laughs> Biggest fraud since Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop. Okay, let's let so let us continue, right? Like I don't know how me talking. I'm talking up. Uh, Mike Tomlin keeps winding up and me taking shots at Bill Belichick, right? But it just happens that way because. And and let me uh, you know let me I guess let me fully explain to you what's going on here is that. There are some coaches that were always blessed with Hall of Fame talent, right? And when and with and. When they don't, when they don't have that Hall of Fame talent, is when they probably should be judged the most, judged the best. What are you doing now? What are you doing with the average Joes? What are you doing with, with, with when you don't have the when you don't have the Hall of Fame court? What is what are you doing when you don't have that automatic linchpin that can rally the guys? Like how what is your culture like? And ooh, my phone is at a decent spot. When I keep thinking about the today's coaches and think about the great coaches of today, I run around a bunch of names, and, and you guys understand that I've called Bill Belichick the Billy of goats. Not just a goat in this time, the Billy of goats. And that is being questioned right now. And it is being questioned because Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is not looking impressive. And I know you may say, well, he had Tom Brady. I mean, a lot of guys don't look impressive unless they have that Hall of Fame quarterback. No, that's a fucking lie. Because the good coaches, the good coaches look good regardless of what kind of quarterback they have. And we've seen it. We're seeing it. That's the reason why everybody always wanted to get a, um, um, a Shula or a, God damn it, the Giants coach. What was it? Um, um, damn it, damn it, damn it. Mm, it was the Giants head coach. Who am I forgetting about? Everybody always talks about being this kind of guy. Not not Mike Tomlin. The guy before Mike Tomlin. With the big head. Denver's up 44 to 31 over Dallas. Dallas surprisingly has a obvious undefeated with a record of 4 and, and oh, Denver has one loss of the record with a record of 4 and 1. So these are one of the top teams. And also, my I mentioned Group B of the in season tournament. We'll talk a little bit more about that after we do our picks. Give me some pick music, man. Shit. I'm tired of asking. <laughs> I hear that same shit. There's, there, 
while I know Bill Belichick has been great over the last 20 years, how great are you without a great without a great quarterback? Because when I think about the great coaches of this of this era, you know who comes to my mind? Pete Carroll. Because I've seen Pete Carroll do this with Russell Westbrook, and then I see him turning around and do it with with, with Geno Smith. Now, am I saying that he won championships? No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about be successful, keep their franchise afloat. Make it mean something. Win games. Motivate their, 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 their make, motivate their crew. Have people wanting wanting to go there. Having four or five star talent that wants to go there. Having people that want to play meaningful football want to go there now. When when you have when you don't when you don't have the Hall of Fame quarterback. I've seen Pete Carroll do this. We've seen Andy Reid do it his whole career until he until he finally got Patrick. Your end zone is my homes. We've seen, who, who I said, Pete Carroll, Tom, I, I said um, Andy Reid, the Shannon Hands, right? Regardless of who, who they put in their system, they, find, they just kind of find a way to make a quarterback be productive and look good. I know some of you are gonna 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 run into mention how Brock Purdy has been looking over the last three weeks. What about all those other weeks and all those other quarterbacks? Okay, let's let's move forward so I don't have to run backwards and double and double around for slow people. Now, also in there. I was curious about Mike Tomlin. Also in there, curious about Bill Belichick. In your rebuild, how are you going to look? I'm part of my curiosity because I thought Bill Belichick was untouchable. And then I realized the New England fan base hasn't even given him three years before they turned on him. He hasn't even gotten three years to rebuild that organization and they've officially turned on him already. He's officially on the hot seat. You understand? Most franchises can't even fully um, can't, can't even fully rebuild be, before three to five years, even seven if you want to be reasonable. But no head coach is gonna get seven years. Most of them barely get five. They're gonna get the three. They're lucky. He's been given no time, and yet they've tur completely turned his back on him. But then again, as I mentioned, there's a slight disconnect between Bill Belichick, the coach, and Bill Belichick, the general manager. Bill Belichick, the general manager, keeps getting him two- and three-star talent and telling him to make soup out of shit. And I've actually seen this being done before on on, on our Twitter feed. <laughs> Somebody opened up an intestine and made soup out of shit. i actually seen it done. But this is what you're asking them for. You're basically asking them to walk on water. And he's never been a religious man a day in his life. Like, that's who you're... not saying he hasn't been, but that's what you're asking of him. And I know that there was a time frame when he did this, 
But it, when he did it, he's when he also the support of a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, when you don't have that linchpin on your franchise, who are you going to get to do this for you? If it's not you, or if you're constantly getting guys that need a little extra oomph to be coached up, not just from you, but also whoever that great guy is in the quarter, in the, in the locker room. I really thought Bill Belichick had a pass. Apparently, he doesn't. So, as I start to judge all of the, try to judge all of these coaches equally, like Sean Payton's falling off to me. Because I didn't mention his ass. I probably should put him in here. But as I start to think about all these guys, I start, I start to think, okay, a lot of you guys had Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and now you don't. Or, and you now you don't. Or you had a Hall of Fame quarterback at one point in time, and, and at one point in time you didn't. And how have you looked in both scenarios? How have you looked in the rebuild and in the glory days? When shit was good, how did you look? When shit was when when when, when shit was, was sour, how did you look? And some of them look a whole lot better in the sour years than Bill Belichick has so far. But again, Bill Belichick made the playoff in his first year. But that's also a residue lineup of what Tom Brady had. You forget. That's just basically the carryover of what Tom Brady had. And then the very next year, it all falls apart. Are they not listening to you anymore? Do they not believe in the quarterback? Is the quarterback not developing or are you not developing them? Okay. okay, let's get into the picks, man. Let's get, let's get into the picks, right? For the first time ever, we have a game going on in Germany where we have the Miami Dolphins going on to play the Kansas City Chiefs um, in Germany. This is one hell of a matchup. We have both of these teams with a record of 6-2. and two. This is one high-powered offense that has put bling on their rings and another high-powered offense that is trying to show that they can swim with the big boys. Tua, Tua got a tongue twister. Patrick, your end zone is my homes. The Cheetah versus his, for, his former team, Travis Kelsey. No Taylor Swift in the stands. The Miami Dolphins have been in Germany for about five days now. From what I hear, Kansas City either got there today or they're getting there tomorrow. That alone would generate. Oh, I forgot what I, I forgot. One of the sites I need to pull up. That alone, right, would generally sway me towards picking Miami. But I hate Miami, and I have to find every reason to justify picking Kansas City. And the thing that I found to, <laughs> I hope you guys heard who you should be picking it. I hope you guys hear who you should be picking in this. All right. So what I heard that helped me justify going with Kansas City over Miami is the fact that Andy Reid is undefeated in these, over, in, in these overseas matchups. 
So while I generally believe that it should benefit the team that went there a little bit, went there a little bit earlier, gave you time, give you give yourself um, time to adjust to the jet lag, rest your body up, and get accustomed to and get accustomed to the current time. Andy Reid is like, nah, none of that. We're gonna go over there. We're gonna treat our schedule as this is over there. We're just gonna function ten, whatever, 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 and then we're gonna play our game. Like, damn. If Kansas City ended up losing this game, I won't be surprised. But I'm going with Kansas City. I am fully going with Kansas City because I hate the Miami Dolphins. And that, and that is the only reason why I'm not picking the Miami Dolphins to win this game. Because if I had... If I had any kind of like or respect for the Dolphins, I probably would... I probably would... would, would Utter the words out of my mouth that they are the ones that should be picked to win this game. But because I do not, I am telling you right now, you go with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I will also let you know that me picking the Kansas City Chiefs or the Miami Dolphins is a heart pick. And if you're familiar with the podcast, you know exactly what a heart pick means. <laughs> Next up, we also have two teams with the same record going up against each other. We have the Minnesota Vikings going up, the, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm going to have to go with Atlanta. Right, I'm have to go with Atlanta on this one, and it's it's, it's because that Kirk Cousins is injured. Kirk Cousins, the the ultimate 500 guy, right? The, the ultimate average quarterback. Even though even though he puts up above average numbers, his winning is average. He's injured, and until I can see that the quarterback that they bring in here is going to be a is going to be a difference maker when it comes to wins over Kirk Cousins. I can't quite go with Minnesota to win any more games probably this season. Unless they're going up against just some of the horrible teams of the league. Maybe I'm like Arizona or Miami or Chicago or Carolina. Maybe one of those guys. But unless they're playing them, then I probably won't be picking Minnesota the rest of this year win any games whatsoever unless they play in like I said Carolina Miami Arizona or Chicago or the New York Giants or the New York Giants can't forget those lovable losers <laughs> oh man they gonna, they coming after me today I see it they were coming after me today it's okay I've been loaded I've been loaded reloaded and I'm gonna load again like, you understand, but it's, before I go to sleep tonight, I am winning an NBA champion. No, I'm lying. That's a lot of 2K. That's a lot of 2K. I'm not even I'm not even in the conference finals game right now. Wait, I should be. First round, one loss. Second round, sweep. Have I finished sweeping the second round yet? I did. I think I did. And now I'm in the championship round. Who the fuck am I playing in the championship round? Milwaukee? No, it's Philly. I'm playing Philly. Nah, I'm in the second round still. I need to sweep Philly. I'm tripping. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get back to it. Let's... Ooh. My paintbrushes were told to dry out tonight. That's funny. Alright, let's go ahead and continue with part two on Instagram. Let's see what we can get out for the next 24% of my battery. Oh, you know what I need to do? Plug in a different power source. 
always, I always forget, I always forget about that source. I was trying something else different out, but I know how to get around that for the next time around. Thirty-four percent. Yeah, it's not even a, so. There's no more Kirk Cousins and and making fun of him or even getting into what's going on here. Where my blue chew? Come on, cool that. There we go. Get the people blue chew. Yo, free blue chew. Use that promo code. You get blue chew for free, my dude. Blue free. <laughs> Next up, we have five and two Seattle Seahawks going up against the Baltimore Ravens. So that's something I was doing. And I'm again. I've said this before. I I think I'm I, I'm gonna continue down this path until it proves. Otherwise, but right now, I look at Lamar Jackson like he's Peyton Manning. He gets regular season wins and results. He wins regular seasons at a high rate. It's this playoff tournament that he keeps struggling in. Right? So, until proven otherwise, I ain't going with, Bo I ain't going with Lamar Jackson to win the majority of his games. Not to mention, they did this... If I'm not mistaken, did they add Julio Jones or did Philly add Julio Jones to their team? Shit, it may be Philly. <laughs> I may be mistaken them with Philly. It, it could definitely be Philly who added um, them to the team. Damn. But I'm going to go with both. No, I'm not, I won't be surprised. Like, like, like last week, we had a bunch of surprises, right? I won't be surprised if... Seattle beats Baltimore. I just sat here and I told you that I consider Pete Carroll one of my top five coaches in the league. Is it Petey? I gotta get my top five coaches down. But I got Pete. I got Shan. I got Reed. I got Mike Tomlin. That's five right there. That's four right there. And I'm trying to think who's my fifth. Because it's somewhere between Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. And neither one of them are looking impressive this right now to me. What? Jalen Brunson pops off. Jalen Brunson posts a season-high 45 points, but the Knicks ultimately fall short in a tournament opener. That's what they mean he passed. I thought he had some shit to say. I was like, yo, let me talk. No, <laughs> I wanted to because he don't ever pop off. So I, if he was saying some shit, I, I thought he was about to be offended by some shit because he never talks reckless. He never complains. Just kind of puts his head down and, and goes to work. So I would have been real surprised if there was something that had irked him to the point to pop to, um, to pop some shit off. So yeah, like I said, so Seattle beating them won't be a surprise. Let me see what these odds are looking like. Check out some of these odds. So we have Miami and Kansas. Let's see. We got plus two over here. Over under. What is it? 50? That sounds about right. <laughs> Arizona and Cleveland. They got Cleveland blowing them out. I do too, though. That's the next pick. I got Cleveland winning. That's not even want to look at it. I specifically want to look at Baltimore and thing. And they have Baltimore by six. Even them six points over under is 44. So I wouldn't be surprised. There. I really wouldn't be surprised. There. We got LA versus. Let me take that off. I don't want to see what the odds are yet. 
We got LA versus Green Bay. Love has kind of been struggling this year. He, start, he started off looking okay. And okay has just been kind of okay. I'm going with the other team. Who's it? Rams? LA Rams? Yeah, I'm going with the Rams over Green Bay. I think it's the first away game I've picked. Um, Tampa Bay and Houston have the same record of three and four. We're gonna give. We go. I'm, I'm gonna chalk this one up to the the quarterback effect. What's it? What's his name? From from Cleveland. All those commercials, right? The flag bearer. I'm gonna I'm chalk. I'm a Peyton. Not Peyton. Ah, damn it. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? God damn it, little short motherfucker. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm give him credit for this. One. I, I'm, I, can, I can see his Baker Mayfield. That's right, the pastry chef Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> All right. Whatever, whatever you want to call him, because he listen, man, he be he be he be, he be dishing it. <laughs> he was dishing out interceptions for a while, right? But now he's just dropping dimes, right? He's still a pastry chef. You still want to call him a pastry chef? Yeah, he's Twinkie-filled sometimes. He can really be Twinkie-filled. But he knows how to motivate his crew sometimes. And I think he's going to be able to motivate this team over to a win over Houston. I don't really have a lot of faith in Houston still yet. Even though, even though they share a similar record, Houston is still in this rebuild mode. I mean, so is Tampa, but Tampa is bridging it right now. Houston is going young and dumb and full of spunk. So we're going to see how that spunk lasts. Next up, we have New England versus Washington. This is one of those games that kind of feels a trap game. This is one of those games that Washington's defense really has to come through because so will New England's defense. This is one of those games where I, where I always give Bill Belichick the credit for when he has to go up against young or neophyte um, quarterbacks. Right, he makes them look stupid. He makes them look young. He makes them look dumb. He makes them look like their ear is their, their head is full of air. Mm, Earheads. I didn't eat dinner yet. So I worry about games like this. But he's in my division. This feels hardish. I'm not gonna lie. This feels like a heart pick. This feels like a heart pick. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right, why is why is all my division rivalry picks heart picks? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm picking the Jets over over the over the Chargers. Just to let you know, that's not even a hard pick. Right, but I'll tell you why later, and I think you guys already know why. And it has nothing to do with the quarterback, except for the fact that the quarterback finds ways to make big plays at the end of games to put the team in position to win games. And is that not all you want your quarterback to do? Because really, all game it really doesn't matter what they do all game, right? What it really matters is that in crunch time, can you put your team in position to win the game? And Zach Wilson, over the last two years, has done that 11 times. Uh, in the last, that's, that's 11 out of 18 games he's done that. And I think I may be, and I don't even think it's 18 games yet. So, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not playing. I'm taking Indy over Carolina. It's not hard to beg. Carolina is going through some ish. <laughs> this one is this one is disrespectful. All right, I'm sorry, I missed the game. I miss Chicago and New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans over Chicago. Chicago's going through some shit. Some of these teams are just going through too much turmoil. Some of these teams is not even so much that they're a bad team as well, because they're bad teams with with with, with some kind of talent. 
it's just that everything else is bad around them. Like, like the organization don't seem buttoned up. They don't know. They, they're not. They're not. They're not using the proper offensive scheme to take advantage of their quarterback's abilities. Right? It's, it's almost like like it's, it's almost basically like like they're trying to teach a fish to fly, and you're judging it on flying. When the year before you saw them swim, they're like, nah, I wonder if this motherfucker could fly. I wonder why he's just flopping. Uh, 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 uh. Right? <laughs> you wonder. You wonder. Look, I'm trying to take a peek at the score, 49 to 60. Still surprised that the, that the Dallas Mavericks have an undefeated record so far this season. But, you, but and honestly, this is this is an early game. You see, you see Kyrie cooking. You see Kyrie cooking. He goes up, and they call the foul on Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is acting like he didn't foul him, and I believe him. <laughs> His teammate is the Joker. Can I not crack jokes? Like when you have a teammate like the Joker, you have to like. And see, this is what makes me believe that yo, yo could just be trolling us, right? Because his nickname is the Joker. You would have to think that he has that dry joker um, humor. I got Philly over Dallas. I got Cincinnati over Buffalo. I think Joe Burrow's healthy now. And a healthy Joe Burrow, I think, has, has, um, has, has the number of Buffalo. I think he's healthy. And if he's back, because he struggled early on. That's just how they got those three losses. It was three bad losses, but they they reeled off. I, I'm gonna say they reeled off three straight wins now. I'm gonna see them continue to, to build this momentum. And and as Joe Burrow said, like listen, we did we did this before. We'll do it again. Like we started off rough before. We still and we'll come back and we win the necessary games to do it again. And it seems like like they're finally getting to that point where they can do that. He's starting to look mobile again. He's starting to look like he can still move around. And, and that's and that's the thing that also mind you too. Cause look how Joe Burrow did it, right? I know you keep saying that Aaron Rodgers is 38, but if he wasn't 38, like, he can do it too, can't he? Especially if you don't got to worry about it, about about it ruining part of your career as you get older. He's at the end of his career. You don't got to worry about year 18. He is in year 18, man. Push the pedal to the, push it to the limit. The game that baffles me, New York Giants versus Las Vegas. And I'm going to tell you right now, I probably would have picked the New York Giants to win this game if I didn't happen to hear that Vegas has them as underdogs in this. They have Vegas winning this game. They have Vegas as the favorite. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, you fired your head coach, your general manager, and your quarterback, and you have them as the favorites over the Giants? How bad do you think the Giants are? Let's look at these odds. Because... Okay, it's 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 uh it's it's a, it's a two point favorite, right? We're giving them two. But the fact that they have the Raiders favorite at all, while nothing around them has gone right. I'm going Giants. Like, I'm sorry. I think Daniel Jones is coming back. 
Daniel Jones is, is actually gonna have Saquon Barkley. He's gonna have his, he's gonna have the weapons that he needs to look successful. All, all of the things that made Tyrod Taylor look successful, Daniel Jones is gonna have those pieces available to him. Basically, the pieces that had him looking successful a little bit earlier in the season. He only won two games. I'm going to pick them to win because I, they kind of have to. Like sometimes you, sometimes I pick a game. Or I pick a team as a winner because I feel like they have to win this game. I, I don't like. There's no other way for me to pick against you because you have to win this. If you're the Giants, you kind of have to win this. The Vegas, the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders are are, are are half dead right now. They're, they're injured animal. They're wounded. If you can't beat them. I don't expect you to win another game for the remainder of the season. Like, 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 full fat. Like, listen, if the Giants can't beat the Raiders here, I don't think I, I don't think I can honestly pick them to win another game the remainder of this season. So they have to win this game. To me, I pick them to win because they have to win. As I said, I got Cincinnati over Buffalo because I think Joe Burrow is finally healthy. And he'll be able to do the things that Joe Burrow does. Smoking Joe Burrow is what we call him. And I and I believe he's going to smoke Buffalo in Cincinnati. And then for the Monday night game, we have the LA Chargers taking on the New York Jets. And I have the New York Jets winning that game. Strictly because the New York Jets defense is, is elite. And the New York Jets defense is doing for them this year what the 86 Bears defense did for Chicago. What the 2000... Uh, Ravens defense did uh, um, um, Ravens defense um, did for Baltimore. What you know, uh, you know, you understand like what um, what the Legion of Boom did for uh, did for the Seahawks. Right, like he's had like this defense for the Jets is having that kind of effect. And for as porous or as for as horrific as Zach Jones. Like Zach Jones, damn! I'm combining the two horrible New York quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. <laughs> as horrific as Zach Wilson, right, or Kirk Cousins' younger cousin, right? I'm sorry, Daniel Jones is Kirk Cousins' younger cousins. Zach Wilson is Kirk Cousins' mother-loving cousin. <laughs> if you guys understand what's happened there, right? But um. The things don't look pretty, and and this is what got Tim Tebow out the league ultimately as well. Things don't look pretty for three quarters, for three and a half quarters, because he's not an NFL quarterback quite yet. But at the end of the game, he manages to put his team in position to win games, and they're winning games here nine seven, you know thirteen ten, ugly games where one touchdown is possibly scored by the offense or you know what I mean by the opposing team, if that. One one touchdown possibly gets scored by our uh, our offense. If that, it's defense and it's run, and it's not as braggadocious, and, and we're not as loud as the Rex Ryan era, but they are just as effective. Without a Revis Island, without without a braggadocious look at me head coach, look at me as a deterrent to my team head coach. Well, look at me because this, I just, this is just my personality, head coach. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big personality. 
Now, what I wanted to check out, right? That's all. Those are all of our picks, folks. Um, Kansas City, Atlanta, Baltimore, Cleveland, L.A. Rams, Tampa Bay, Washington, New Orleans, Indy, New York Giants, Philly, Cincinnati, New York Jets. Now, the thing I wanted to put, I wanted to check into as we pull out our secret documents here is that now that we're about nine weeks into the season, I wanted to check out and see how are my seasons, like my division leaders are looking. And if it still manages to hold them, I'm telling you guys you should have bet this. I be giving you guys gold sometimes. Now let's, now let's take a look at this, right? As I had this in the form of news, right? North, East, West, and South. Even though I wrote this down, snooey. South, North, West, and East. So let's go ahead and check this first out. And I got Dallas as the first wild card. Buffalo, New York, Jets, and Pittsburgh as the wild card in the AFC. I think that's still holding up. Think that's still I think that's still hold up. Well let's take a look see, right? So a lot of it is holding up. So some of it isn't. I see the differences already. In the NFC South, I have at what? Atlanta what? Wait, what? Atlanta? Atlanta is the is the is leading that? She Okay, that's the first one not holding up is Atlanta. I knew something was wrong. What I could, I could, damn. So I had Tampa Bay. Looks like Atlanta has now. Granted, four weeks ago, Tampa Bay was still at, or still holding on, but looks like Atlanta has taken over. Um, has taken over that division. Um, next up we have the NFC North where I had Detroit and Detroit still is maintaining their stronghold on that division as well. For the NFC West, I had San Francisco. And NFC West, it is Seattle. And that's funny. I had Seattle as one of the wild cards. So if I got all my playoff people right, right? So I so and I still needed to pick one more wild card for the NFC. And I don't think I ever got it around to making that decision. And even as I'm looking at it. Like it's still hard to make that decision. Vikings four and four, Saints, Falcons four and four, but Falcons will win their division. Well, one of them will end up winning their division. 49ers, well, I guess. Well, I had them somewhere else, so I got those two making it. Got that and the right person making it. Got that and the right person. So it's gonna be somewhere between the Vikings and the Saints, maybe. Rams, maybe. <laughs> That's why I never got a chance because I thought they had. I forgot there was an extra spot. I think that's what maybe end up putting Pittsburgh in there loosely. So let's continue. Let's continue. So you got to listen to the podcast about four weeks ago. Um, um, um. Who, where do we leave off at? So we had Tampa Bay, we had Detroit, we had San Francisco and Philly. And so far, those division um leaders are for the South. It's Atlanta. So that has changed, and that's changed since four weeks ago. Because four weeks ago, I was spot on. I was fully spot on. I was like, there's no way this is. The- I knew four weeks ago, I was like, there's no way this is holding up. There is no way whatsoever this is holding up. If this holds up all the way through, then then I am Negro Domus and I should start betting every goddamn day of my life. But still, I knew there was going to be a roller coaster of them going up and down. So even as you, as you look at it, 
Um, for the NFC South, right? Is that a, Tampa Bay can still come on top of it, but they still now, now they have to climb over New Orleans and Atlanta, and that's gonna be and that's gonna be the difficult part. Like, can they get can Baker Mayfield get himself back over them? Minnesota's probably not is probably not gonna end up making it. Uh, and then let me say, then we, when we talk about Seattle over San Francisco, we will look at like for how long. Like San Francisco just took, I mean, um, just got overlapped because they're on a three-game losing streak. And Seattle happens to be on a two-game winning streak. How long do we expect that to um that to happen? It really is sucked that Kirk Cousins went down because he was on a three-game winning streak. Shit, it's crazy. It's crazy. Or Minnesota Vikings on a three-game winning streak. Then in the AFC, I have. Jacksonville in the south, that's still holding up. Baltimore in the north, that's still holding up. Kansas City in the west, that's still holding up. And I have Miami in the east, that hurts me so bad. And that's still holding up. And as my wild cards, I have Buffalo, Jets, and Pittsburgh. And that is still holding up. Let's take a look-see here. Bills and the Jets, okay. That's two spots. Five and five and three, four and three. Let me see. In the AFC West, nobody qualifies. Pittsburgh is, is five and three. They're gonna qualify. And that's about it. That's about it. That's about spot on so far. Again, I expect that to change. Like I expect the like I expected the AFC, like I expect the NFC to change. The fact that this is still held held up through nine. <laughs> the fact that this is held up through nine weeks. Still baffles the shit out of me. It really does. But somehow this has managed to hold up. And we'll come back and we'll be checking. We will be checking again. Right around week 12, week 13-ish. And we're going to see if... And we're going to check again and see who these division leaders are. And see how I'm holding up. I hope I could remember that this week... I, let's, let me make sure I circle this. Right, division leader. That way, when I come back looking for it, I'll be able to find that sucker. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be scrolling through it. Right? When week 13 comes around, I'm gonna be scrolling through it to see where it's at. Uh, Denver right now is up at halftime, 70 to 55 over Dallas. We're gonna leave here. We're gonna go into the Portland game, and let's take a look at what Portland and Memphis is looking like. Excuse me, excuse me. How much time we got left? We go finish up. We go talk. We got about ten minutes left in the podcast. That's actually, per that's actually perfect, right? We can sit here and we'll, and we'll talk about. Can you cut the beat? Thank you. And we'll talk about what's going on um, with these with these in season tournament games. A lot of these games are over now, right? So I'm gonna pull this up and I'm gonna see if I can get you the scores on these. We have to give you an update, but and we'll also give you a rundown of everybody that played today as well. We'll tell you who the winner highs were, who the um, who the losing high was, and how these games played out in just a moment. After, I know you guys are like damn, those were able to get away with this. I thought you said you only had ten minutes. I can't believe you're gonna do this just with ten minutes left to go on the podcast. Listen, you're gonna love me for it later after these messages. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. 
they are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Mighty Sports Podcast. We here. Got myself a plate of food. I was fucking hungry as shit. Got myself one last beer. One last beer. Uh, and it got me feeling so sweet. I cannot beat my meat. It's no, no november mm, mm, mm. Okay. You said to soaking up this beer. So, the NBA has their... their let me get you guys off of here. My bad. NBA has their in-season tournament going on right now. And, th- and if you're trying to follow any, um, everything Mighty Sports Podcast, there goes the one that you can follow everything, too. Uh, actually, let me do something else for you guys, right? If I have any veterans, any veterans or first responders out there, all right? There goes a little link for you guys to be able to get free tickets in your neighborhood or around your way. Just go ahead and click that little QR code, um, and that will get you to, if you haven't signed up for this already, vettix.org, and you'll be able to get um, access to a lot of events in your local area for the low ski, for the super low ski. Generally, the only thing you generally end up having to pay for is, is like it's a small service fee, regardless if you want one ticket or four tickets, but whatever, it, it, it's, it's there, and... It's there for all you soldiers and all you first responders. Use my QR code. Sign up for the. You can sign up for the. For the program, it's free to all soldiers. And you guys will be Gucci. All right. Now you have to be. Now you have to have served. So it's very specific to people that, that that were soldiers and first responders. All you civilians, I'm sorry. It's ain't for you. Ooh, that's good. <clears throat> so the NBA has a little in-season tournament going on. And I'm, I'm telling you again, while it's confusing, right? It is kind of confusing about what's going on here. It, like, it really doesn't affect, like, how you watch the game. Right, you like it's 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 the same exact games that were on in the regular season. They just have a different meaning for a tournament that they're having in the in, during this as the season progresses. That the winners are going to be paid five hundred thousand to each if they win, right? Uh, players and coaches two fifty for the runner up and I think fifty for third, right? So I'm looking at them like okay, that's pretty dope. But as I'm looking through everything, one of the things I'm noticing is all of the different courts. And I think I mentioned this earlier. Right now I'm watching a Portland game. And theirs is a red court with a 
that beige? Or did they try to make that cream? It could be cream. With a cream strip going through the middle. Again, each um each lane, right? Or each paint, right? Is it looks like a trophy. It looks like the NBA trophy. And in the center, again is a trophy. Um mm. in the back uh, is, is is a is the team logo and in the background is a trophy as well. Completely different color um courts, completely different color um uniforms as well. And it's pretty dope. Not gonna lie. It's pretty dope. And the way the games are today, right, is that we have let's go ahead and make sure we have all of them up here. Right? We had Cleveland taking on Indy. Right? In Cleveland was two and three. Indianapolis was two and two. And they're taking on each other in the group A play. Uh Indy ended up beating Cleveland. Ooh shit. I wouldn't have thought that. Cleveland's really been real inconsistent lately. They really have. See, and it makes me wonder if a part of their inconsistency has to do with the fact that they can't truly fully rally behind themselves knowing that the guy that probably has the highest usage and going to put up the most points for your team doesn't want to be there. So while he is out here getting buckets and how much did he put up on this in this loss? He's over here putting up 38 points in a loss. Nobody else is really giving any unnecessary effort. Or they're not really like one body, one mind. It's five individuals out there just playing. And that may be Cleveland's fault. And it could be because it may be Donovan Mitchell's fault. Because Donovan Mitchell on several occasions has refused to sign his contract has refused to sign a contract extension offer from this team. To New York right now, make your move to go out and get him or Joel Embiid. Before those contracts that um, Philly has bec um, becomes tradable. You have to strike before those assets become tradable because once they do, you don't have leverage enough to get the pieces that you want. Either offer enough to make Philly want to reconsider, going through the process all over again, or go out and get Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, but it can't be called Anthony Towns. Unless it costs me nothing to get called Anthony Towns, I don't want to call Anthony Towns. You had New York play Milwaukee. New York ended up losing to Milwaukee in this game, one um, one ten to one o five. Um, Jalen Brunson, I don't know if you heard earlier, he led all scores with forty five. Damian Lillard will lead his team to a victory with thirty, just the same way Miles Turner led his team with a victory, um, team to a victory with twenty seven points. Um, also, would be <clears throat> Brooklyn taking on Chicago, and Brooklyn would end up beating Chicago to improve their record. To three and two, a Chicago falls to two and four. Leading all scorers in that game was Zach was was Zach Levine. It's funny how the losing team. So every <laughs> in all three team games that we've mentioned so far, the losing team has provided the leading scorer. As Dorian Finney-Smith would lead the Brooklyn Nets with twenty, yeah, with twenty-one to a victory. Also on top of that, you had 
Did I miss something? I did. You have the you have the Miami Heat. Yep, beating the Washington Wizards. This finally broke the mold as Tyler Hero will lead all scorers to 24 points and lead his team to a victory. We also have Golden State Warriors, as, as, as we mentioned on the air, they end up beating, yeah, one minute left, Oklahoma City Thunder, 141 to 139. Curry will drop 30, leading all scores as well. That is basically everything so far in the tournament. And it has been one hell of a ton. It makes me really wonder about this and this NBA script. Like, what are they trying to do here? Cleveland and Indy is in, is in Group A. We got New York and Milwaukee in Group B. Golden State, Oklahoma in Group C. That's it. This is the part that really doesn't matter. It's going to get confusing. Brooklyn and Chicago in Group C. Washington and Miami in Group B. Memphis, Portland in A. And Dallas and Denver in Group B. All I know is there's a whole bunch of wins and losses. We got a whole bunch of new courts and a whole bunch of uniforms, and we'll have a new show for you guys coming up on Monday. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Do not forget to stay mighty. And can you play my outro so I can stop? Sorry, B. I tried.